Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. I got bronchitis. Bye. Welcome to the home of stupid. That's right. You're now listening to Common Man and T-Bone. You were outside sunning yourself today. You were shirtless in the front yard. I was, and then the neighbors called the cops, and I said, all right, well, better pack the girls away well, and get inside. <laughs> you got to pixelate those babies when they're out in public. <laughs> Give Fatty a biscuit on the front and let the girls breathe on the back. We got to make it happen. Featuring Panama Ted, imported from Panama. Thank you, Ted. You suck. Rihanna Ray on traffic. Five minute delay. And a bunch of internet sounds that make no sense. To reach around the guy. <laughs> you gotta squat and be ready. <laughs> Balls on his chest. Strap in and strap it on. This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Oh, hello, man. Got a big program today. All the news and notes you need as we go on campus coming up at 448. It is Name Dropping with Jeff Rimmer in the 5 o'clock hour. And as always, Rimmer will tell us about some dead person he knows. That's usually what the name dropping is these days. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's kind of like talking to Long Island Medium every week, except the dead people don't talk back to him. He just... I was conversing with Jimmy the Greek in a seance yesterday. Actually, then again, they don't talk to her either, so it's really the same thing. Man, look at you. (laughs) You really hate Long Island Medium, don't you? I don't hate her. her. She's lying to you. Why can't you say, yes, I hate her? I don't, I don't, listen, I don't hate her. I just think she's a liar. There's a difference. You can think someone's a liar and go, but I'm sure she's just misguided or she's, you know, whatever. I don't hate her, but no, she's... She's lying well, if, to people, that's thought, correct. If you thought she was lying to people, right, and and preying on the weak and the sad for profit, wouldn't you have to hate her? If you didn't hate her and that's what you thought, then I would hate you. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I, maybe you're right. Maybe I should have more hatred. I just think she's, I don't know. I think she's hearing something. I think it's just in her own brain. Like, Well, the, so that's I, a different story. Then she's not lying. Well, no, no, no. Hang on. Like, I'm saying I think that she conjures up conversations, but she doesn't ever say, like, huh, maybe I could be wrong on this. She's just self... She's lied to herself. She's like, Costanza, it's not a lie if you believe it. She's gotten herself to the point now where she just is so in. It's like, oh, yeah, whenever something pops in my head, that's one of the dead people talking to me. That's where I believe she truly is. So I feel bad for her, but I feel way worse for the people that she does that to who actually believe what she's doing is helping them. It's not. It's not good. Well, T-Bone's just bringing down the vibe... (laughs) Of the program today, well, the I just, essence I just of the brought program. Up Long Island Media, and then you got into a philosophical discussion about hatred. So we had to. You know. Well, I just I don't like it when you and other people say like, "Well, I don't hate him." It's like, well, wouldn't you have to? Then you're stupid if you don't hate him. Yes, but this is coming from someone with. It's like I don't know. Today that person parked weird. Hate him forever. Yes, like, I do hate him forever. We need more of this. I'm just pointing out that no, I I would not I would not agree with her if she was like no, it's real. This is what I do. I'd be like, yeah, you're lying. That's fine. You are telling a lie. You've maybe convinced yourself of it, but you're lying. Well, today 
You're Mr. Negative. I'm Mr. Positive. Oh, okay. All right. Good. I don't know how this is positive, but let's spin it in a positive way. Today is the 20th anniversary of Randy Johnson vaporizing a bird in spring oh, training. Yeah, that's I. I remember that very vividly. Of I'm course, sure every sports fan does. If you were watching sports at that time, if not, you have clearly seen it on social media at this point, right? I mean, that is. Truly one of the all-time coincidences in all of sports. That is just Well, that's the thing is that, look, you've got the big unit out there, right? He's a Hall of Famer. He's won 300 games. He's won the World Series. He's pitched perfect games. He's done everything. And he's known for throwing the heat. Realistically, this could have happened to anybody. This yes. could have happened to yes. anybody in spring training, but it didn't happen to anybody. It happened to Randy Johnson, and that's what makes it great. If Jamie Moyer just destroyed a bird, no one cares. No. But Randy Johnson does. It's like, see, even the bird has no chance. Well, the other thing is, I, I mean, not to get too like involved on the forensics of all this, but I'm sure there are people who think, because when you look at that video, if you're not really paying attention to it, it looks like the bird just turns into a cloud of feathers, and that's it. What is maybe not noticed is like there is a bird that still exists. That bird got completely destroyed, but it flopped over off to the side and someone had to go pick that thing up and I, I assume dispose of it in some way. But yeah, like as hard as he was throwing that baseball, he did not technically vaporize the bird. The bird did not just cease to be. It was still there. Just knocked some feathers off of it and then killed it dead. Yeah, <laughs> killed it was a dead. baseball going 100 and miles it, an it hour. It could have happened to anybody, but it didn't. Just like a goose can fly into anyone's face on a roller coaster, but instead it flew into Fabio's face on a roller coaster. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes, I do. It was the opening of, like, I don't know if it was the opening of an amusement park or it was this particular roller coaster that was premiering. Right. And they're like, we need a celebrity to ride this thing. Let's get Fabio. And maybe some of our younger listeners don't know who Fabio is. I'll wait while you Google him. He is a muscular mang. Who he was, was a he was a model for some of those romance romance novels. novels. Like That's they, right. The the guy you would the see on the cover with no shirt books. on. Right. He would that he was a model for those things, and then he became like a cult sensation. Didn't he do like I can't believe it's not butter commercials? Yes, that that's right. So right. Fabio goes up on this the maiden voyage of this roller coaster, and they got the film crews there, and yeah, people screaming, having a good time. Roller coaster comes back down. Fabio has blood all over his face. Mm -hmm. Yes. All over his face. People start to panic, thinking, what the hell happened? Did he have an accident? Did like a piece of the roller coaster hit him in the face? No, he ran into a goose, a flying goose, in the air on the roller coaster, smashed it dead. Yeah. So, you know, the, the coincidence like of that or of the Randy Johnson bird thing, like we talk about what would it take to win the lottery. I don't know what the odds are of a person getting hit on a roller coaster, but the odds of Fabio getting hit on a roller coaster have to be up there with lottery odds or Absolutely. even bigger, right? Because it's not just someone's on a roller coaster. It's this specific person, and then that weird situation happens to them. How many times do you think Fabio's ridden a roller coaster in his life? Probably less than 100. What if, that was, what if that was the only time? <laughs> well, then that was the only time in his life he's been then, on a roller coaster. He then we should face. talk about that the way people talk about Ben Franklin with the kite and the lightning and the key and all that, which I know is all halfway made up anyway. But my point is, sometimes those coincidence things in life, we should actually talk about Fabio along with all of those. And same for the Randy Johnson thing, because like you said, it's not just that it was any pitcher. It was him. And it's that that does not happen. How many pitches are thrown in Major League Baseball every single year? 
hundreds of thousands, if not millions of pitches. I don't know how many are thrown. And yet for years and years and years, we don't have video for the last 50 years. They've been televising major league baseball. Plus even before that, do we have video of, of a, of a bird getting hit by a baseball ever other than Randy Johnson in spring training? I don't think so. If there is, I don't know it. Right. So then the fact that it's that rare and then it was a hall of fame, just to even say a hall of famer hitting a bird with a baseball. How rare would that be? That, that takes it above lottery. I bet you takes it beyond lottery. All right, we're flying down the wormhole today. The uh, the crew releasing their schedule. They're going to open up the new stadium on July 3rd. So I assume you're very excited about that. I'll let yeah. you comment, and then I, I am, have yeah. a comment. Yeah, I'm very excited about the fact that we are getting to a place where I can start to think about going to crew games again. I can think about going to them in the new stadium. Uh, there's a little symmetry with that because New England was the team that came in against the crew in 1999 when they opened up Crew Stadium. So it's the same team they're opening up against in the new stadium, which I think is kind of a nice little symmetry there. But also the fact it's on July 4th weekend, very cool. That's that's going to be really nice for everybody. And hopefully by that point, we are at a place where the majority of people have vaccines and going to sporting events will be at close to, if not full capacity. I would, I would hope by then it's outdoors, it's summertime, and probably a lot of people are going to have vaccines. But I'm looking at the schedule because I'm saying to myself, you know what, I, w- I want to go to the new place, and I want to go with Bone, and I want to go when Austin comes in because I know that's just going to be an electric atmosphere, and I want to go hang out with you when you lose your mind. And really, I just want to keep an eye on you, too, that you don't run on the field, take your clothes off, and try to attack the Austin players. But as I'm looking down the schedule, unless I've missed it, Austin not coming here. What's up with that? What's up with that? Um, I don't think MLS has released the full schedules yet for every team. I think this was news kind of broken by Jacob Myers and the dispatch, among others. Um, but I'll, I'll say that if Austin gets a home date with the crew, which I can't remember if, and I'm sorry that I don't remember this, I can't remember if MLS forces you to play every team at least once, but if that means that Austin gets to host the crew before the crew get to host Austin, that is some high-level BS. Not that I wanted to see Austin in the number one spot in the new stadium, right? I don't, I don't think they deserve that. I don't think they should be a part of those festivities, but the crew should get a home game against Austin before Austin gets a home game against the crew. Because that's, to me, that's not fair that that idiot got to take his team or what he thought was going to be his team, take it down to Austin, start all that, give all of us here a headache for two years. The save the crew movement happened, you save the team, and then he gets rewarded with the first one of those rivalry games? No chance. No, that's that should not be allowed. So if that's what they're doing, screw you, Dong Arbor. That's stupid. Which one you want to go with me? Which game? Uh, well, there's some good ones on here. So you've got New England to open up on July 3rd. Uh, and then it's New York City FC, Nashville, D.C. August is pretty, uh, pretty packed, my man. D.C. United rivalry game. Atlanta United, going to be one of the better teams in MLS. They've got some players who were injured last year who are back healthy, so that'll be a big game because you assume the crew are going to be one of the best teams. Seattle, August 21st, that's on Fox. That's going to be rematch of MLS Cup, so that'll be a huge deal. And then August 27th, hell is real. ESPN, FC Cincinnati coming in. So All right, let's go to that one, you and me. You want to go to Hell is Real? Yeah, I want to go to Hell is Real. Oh, get ready for it. Teddy, you're oh, coming to get too. ready for it. Ted, yeah, let's do it, man. 
Let's get down there. Yeah, let's, I'll go. Let's get into it. Let's take some good chili. No, I'm just kidding. I actually like Cincinnati chili. Like I'm you. not going to disparage that. Not going to disparage Beamer, the chili. Let's Beamer not. is going to run in there and <laughs> sit on your face. He's not even here. Where's he going to run heard, from? He heard you. He just anytime <laughs> you you say bad things about Cincinnati Chili, okay. he just breaks through the wall like the Kool Aid guy. I let the rivalry get in the way of my actual food love, and I do love the Cincinnati style chili. Just I won't eat it that week. I promise. All right. Deshaun Watson's lawyer has responded to the now sixteen lawsuits filed against his client, and the NHL had a little bit of a problem that they've fixed. We'll discuss it coming up next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for slowdowns on I-70 eastbound at Livingston Avenue. An accident blocking the shoulder in that area. ODOT crews are now on scene trying to get this cleaned up, but please be cautious over here and keep an eye out for those crews on the road. This traffic report is sponsored by Valspar. When you're a pro, you got to do a little bit of everything. That's why Valspar is offering deals on 5-gallon Valspar PVA Primer, now $39.99, and 25% off 5-gallon Valspar Ultra Paint and Primer at Lowe's. Offer valid through the 26th. Only an array with fan traffic. Simpletons, nincompoops, ignoramuses. Just a few of the many different words that you can use to describe the hosts of this show. Also, fat. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Bone, give me a number. Uh, let's go with eight. Call a number eight. Zach Wierenski right now. 614-821-9710 gets a $25 digital gift card to Jersey Mike's. Celebrate Jersey Mike's 11th annual month of giving. Make a donation all month long at your local Jersey Mike's. And make sure to stop by on March 31st for the day of giving when 100% of sales will be donated to the Second and Seven Foundation. Learn more at JerseyMikes slash M-O-G. Deshaun Watson... His lawsuits against him now up to 16. His attorney, Rusty Hardon, said, said I'm sorry, I can't even huh? say it with a straight What's, face. Well, what? I didn't catch. What did you say, Mike? What is his Rusty name? Rusty Harden. You... Oh, Rusty, Rusty Harden. Okay. Harden. What's okay. the matter with you? Matter with you. I, there's so much I want to say here. I'm going to leave it alone. Go right ahead. Uh, said in a statement that his law firm has strong evidence showing that one of the lawsuits alleging sexual assault is false and that it calls into question the legitimacy of all the other cases as well. So you and I were talking about this before the show. Whether it's creepy or not, the job of a lawyer is to go and find dirt on the person accusing their person of wrongdoing, right? I mean, that's right. the job yes. of the attorney. That's what Deshaun Watson's team is doing here. Whether they'll find stuff... That they put out in the public and we say, oh, well, what? They were communicating back and forth with each other saying, let's take down Deshaun Watson and get money for no reason? Yes, I guess that would be a smoking gun. But in reality, what they're going to wind up doing is, you know, poking a little hole here and poking a little hole there. And maybe there's enough daylight that shows where we do have legitimate questions. But probably more often than not, it's just going to be, uh, I don't want to say a reputation witch hunt because... That's not the right term, but they're going to be looking for any character flaw at all to expose to the public, right? Yeah, that, that's that's why I think it was interesting that they were so quiet after you know this whole week of allegations coming out, and you know you're hearing more and more of this. And I thought, I, I wonder why they're taking so long to to respond to that. But then 
the the thought probably is I know that some of these have been filed as Jane Doe suits where you don't know the name of uh, the person who is making the accusation as of now. I'm sure that will eventually be made known in some way, shape, or form. But the other part of that is they're I like you said they're looking for dirt because unfortunately, Mike, what we've done in this country is said that. If someone has ever been a person of questionable character in their past, ever, it's very unlikely a crime has been committed against them. Like, whether that's fair or not, that is unfortunately what we've done in this country, because you see that happen, where someone will make an accusation and say, this happened to me and it was bad, and then the lawyer for the person who is you know, being accused of doing the bad thing will say, well, yeah, but that person, you know, they cheated on their taxes, so hmm, can you believe them? And it's like, well, unf- I mean... Someone who cheats on their taxes, let's say, can still have a crime perpetrated against them. The two do not have anything to do with each other. I understand it calls into question the validity of the complaint, and you may have to take a look at that when there's no you know, actual physical evidence that, that can be presented in a case. But the reality is, whatever is said about the accusers of Deshaun Watson, it is po- let's say they find out that someone had tried to do this before as a scam, right? That would cause some doubt to fall on that person's claim. That doesn't mean the other 15 people making the claims are in the same boat. But I guarantee you that the fact that they've already put out, well, this one person we think was trying to extort him, that that is going to be used by people who want it to be, who don't want to wait for all the facts to come out, who just want to believe Deshaun Watson didn't do anything. That will be used to say, see, this is all a bunch of BS. He should get back to playing. We should be done with it. And, and unfortunately, that may be how this turns out because we may not get to the bottom of this story. But I do think it, it is prudent for everyone to get as many of the facts as possible. And, and I, I just don't know how much we're going to be able to get that can ultimately ascertain what happened. The, the lawsuit that they're referring to, they said in a statement, in January of this year, a woman attempted to blackmail Deshaun by demanding $30,000 in exchange for her indefinite silence on what she stated was a consensual encounter. So, right. And the attorney for her and for the other women who have, you know, made these accusations says that in that case, Deshaun Watson's people tried to get her to sign an NDA before and after the, you know, the the massage. And so that's where they are now saying, like, see, this is evidence that Deshaun Watson knew something was going to happen here. And, you know, that's this is like I said, is that going to solve this? This information, unfortunately, is not going to get us further. I saw Florio had an interesting piece. Florio's out of his mind. I I, I read that same thing today where he's he's, like, you got to pay him off. It's like, you're pay him. You're too far down this road now. You can't just pay off 16 lawsuits. And then the NFL says, well, I'm satisfied. Well, yeah. I mean, at the very least, the point he did make that I thought was, was interesting. And again, reminder, Mike Florio at one time was an attorney. So he has some dealings with, you know, some of the workings of mediation, but his point was, if you do this, maybe it minimizes the punishment from the NFL. I, but but he brought up, it, we may be too far gone from the fact that the NFL says, We are. No we, way. There's, there's going to have to be some punishment here, right? I mean, Ben Roethlisberger got a suspension when there were no criminal charges filed, right? They they settled with you know some of the people who accused him of things back in, what was that, 2010? Uh, he settled with, the, with how, I forget how many people it was, but... That was something the NFL said still. Well, we don't know what happened here, but there's too much smoke, so you're going to sit down for a period of time. 
that's probably going to happen to Deshaun Watson at this point. Whether you think that's right or not or whether people agree with that, that's likely what's going to happen. I think Florio's whole position was take that punishment and get out of here because if you end up going to court, even if you're innocent but you say the wrong things or you you know don't handle this properly, it can be a further, longer process and problem. If you say here, we just had a misunderstanding of how massages work and I just made this mistake well, with a bunch of people and now I realize that mistake I'm paying all of them because I clearly have hurt them but I didn't do it maliciously and I didn't realize what I was doing was was that level of a you know of a criminal act what is he a caveman was no, he just I, defrosted yesterday where it's like I had no idea buddy, forcing my bill on a woman was the wrong thing to do I agree with you I'm saying outside of something that says no look here's the grand conspiracy of 16 people getting together and saying let's go take down Deshaun Watson what other thing does he have what else can he do here I, like I'm saying just just to play this out on both sides, if he is truly innocent, which is possible, then if he is, how does he prove that to you, me, the rest of the NFL, everybody else? I don't, I don't know. Right. So the point is, when you're in that type of game, and that's sadly what it is, it's not a game, but it is something that they have to play a PR battle here as much as they're playing a legal battle. That's the part that I think they're getting to here is, do you just say, here's some money, I am sorry for whatever, you know, Kobe Bryant had that, you know, where where he had that that run in many, many years ago in Colorado. And he basically said, I acknowledge now she didn't think that was a consensual encounter, even though I thought it was something like that had allowed Kobe Bryant to go on and have a very successful career where that was not nearly, you know, brought up anymore. This is much bigger as far as how many people are involved. But I, I think that's where the P, the the PR side of this comes in, that that will be what Deshaun Watson will have to probably try to do. On the other side of that, if one of the people who are accusing him says, I don't care about the money, you did this to me, and you need to go serve your time for it, we're going to take this as a criminal charge too, then he is going to have to go to court, and there's no amount of money you can pay for that to go away. Well, I mean, if, if it is accurate then he's he's a serial predator right course, i mean the, yes, the, the sheer number of saying. this and you know what at the least he's guilty of just being stupid why is a guy of deshaun watson's caliber booking massages with strangers by sliding into their dms well right that uh, that is that's whatever, just pure stupidity with whatever happened here let's again i i am not assuming his innocence i'm not assuming his guilt if he is innocent that is something that is entirely avoidable for a situation like this if you just go through like a source where you could go with someone that you are aware of. They know what you're doing. You know what they're doing. Everything's on the up and up. He's a professional athlete. He right. goes to his strength and conditioning coach and says, who's the best masseuse you know? Absolutely Trust me. Right. He gets anybody coming to his house. The best of the best. Yeah, right. I mean, again, that's where this looks very bad for him. And the fact, again, if it was one person or two people, sad to say, that could still be that he was doing something wrong, but only did it to one or two people. And then people have less of a time believing those stories for whatever reason. But when there's this many accusations, at some point, it's hard to deny that seems to make the story more credible, fair or not. That is that is where we are. National Hockey League had a bad day today. We'll talk about it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Still watching that accident blocking the shoulder of I-70 eastbound at Livingston Avenue. The early crash has been moved to the right burn, but ODOT crews are still on scene. Plan on some heavy backups over here, and please use caution in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by z Pure Z's. You have to be up in five hours, two hours, and you haven't slept. Big z Pure Z's is a drug-free blend of botanicals with an optimal dose of melatonin. It helps you fall asleep naturally and wake up the next day with no grogginess. z Pure Z's, naturally superior sleep. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. We have on campus all the news and notes you need coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. At 534, we will name drop with Jeff Rimmer. He will name drop all of the dead people that he knows. Speaking of dead, actually undead, Joe Flacco, still alive. He's going to be backing up Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia this season, Bone. I saw that, and I I am, uh, I guess, happy for him that he's still getting a paycheck. But, yeah, I don't know why anyone would think that he's a, a viable, even backup plan at this point. He's, like, clearly can stand there, and if he had to go in for a few downs just to get you out of a situation for a few minutes, I mean, I don't think he would just completely wet himself and throw the ball you know to the other team but i wouldn't want to see him for more than a half of football would you no and then there's still a good chance that you know philadelphia they have jalen hurts but they can still go out and draft quarterback too so that's true that's right who knows if he's going to be on this roster when the season starts bad day for the nhl today so last night there was a bit of a situation in the uh, red wings and predators game with 15.04 left in the second period, a rather weak tripping penalty against Nashville was called. And then a few minutes later, on the Nashville television broadcast, they caught the referee making the call and what he had to say about it on a hot mic. The referee said, it wasn't much, but I wanted to get an effing penalty against Nashville early. That's not good. No. The referee in question is, uh, what's his name? Tim Peel. Tim Peel, that's right. The NHL said, well, we're going to look into this. And they did, I guess. And like an hour and a half later, they said, oh, yeah, he's fired. Well, he's not going to ref any more games. Now, before you go giving the NHL like all these great plaudits for saying, wow, they just... Within an hour, they heard this. They took care of it. This is fast-acting NHL. Way to go. Uh, Peel was due to retire at the end of the year, and his final game was scheduled for late April. So they basically have suspended him for a month, and then he's just not... Now, They after knowing he's already going to retire, I wonder if they would have said he is banned for life from refing if uh, they didn't know he was already going to retire. But- we, you know, it's it's not fair to knock them for that. It's not their fault no, that he's I'm set just, to retire. They they acted as quickly as they could. I'm saying they acted as quickly as they could because it's a lot easier to do that with someone who's already leaving anyway. Yeah, like, do you think the NHL, given I'm just talking about how they punish guys who actually go after guys' heads in this game and you know do some pretty violent things, how they have to hem and haw and well, gosh, you know, this one time, even though yes, he crushed that guy's skull into the glass. You know, if you look at it, he really wasn't trying to. He just ended up putting his elbow directly into the guy's temple. But it was an accident. Like, I can't see that league saying, we're banning you for life after an hour and a half of review. No, I, I understand. You're trying to draw a correlation between, you know, their their consistency on personal safety, which is ridiculous, 
and their thoughts on the overall integrity of the game. Because for me and you, yes, those things go hand in hand. I think they would look at these situations much differently. You have at least the illusion of a crooked referee. There's no time to waste on that. That's well, not no, Tom I Wilson gets you. a slap on the wrist. I and I, I think they think of it that way. But you're looking for consistency on both sides. I can't help you there. I guess what I'm getting to is the phrase now or in the future indicates to me he's not working. He will never be allowed to work another NHL game again. And this is a guy with 1,300 regular season games and 90 playoff games. I just wonder if they would have the guts. I hope they would. I'm with you. I hope they would. I would, I would kick him out too. I'm totally supportive of that. I just wonder... If they would have the the temerity to do that, if this was a guy who was not retiring and said, I don't think I should be suspended for this, given all of us are doing it. Like, do you think Tim Peel is saying that yesterday and all the other refs were like, no, don't do that, Tim. No one does that. Like, flat out, no one verbalizes it, but you think he's the only referee who's done that in an NHL no, game and this let, week? Let me, let me be clear. I don't think that Tim Peel was on the take in any way. I don't think that Tim Peel is a crooked referee. That may change once we find out more. I don't think that's the case. What probably happened here is there was a call that he thought he missed or his guys missed in that first period, and so he had a little makeup call. Any opportunity he had to call a penalty on Nashville earlier in that second period, he was going to take it to even things up. That's probably what it was here. Yeah. He's stupid for doing it that way. He's stupid for vocalizing it. Right? That's just ridiculous. To your point, though, no, it happens every single night. Yeah, and I, I think it's something that unfortunately is more common even in sports like it happens NHL in and ev- NBA. It happens in every sport. But trust yeah, me. yeah, it happens in baseball too, right? I'm quite sure there's... Makeup you calls know, of makeup strikes and yeah, yes, yeah, of course. Where they miss a pitch in one at bat and then the next at bat they give one that they shouldn't have. It's It's unfortunate, but I guess this is... For the people who say, well, I like the human element of the referees. Well, this is the human element. That's <laughs> right. There you go. This you is the human element. human than this, baby. <laughs> this is a guy just saying, ah, I screwed up before. Geez, all right, give him an effing penalty because, you know, he had it coming. And then I saw Matt Duchesne, our former guy, saying that, you know, and he makes a great point. He brought up the fact that, look, we get we give a penalty up or we give a goal up on a penalty and then lose the game by one goal. And then if we miss the playoffs by one point, how do you not read that as that's a certain possibility that that can happen? And that could be a referee giving all that away simply because he said, I just felt like you needed a penalty there because I screwed something up elsewhere. Well, you two wrongs don't make a right. And I don't think that's the way it should go. No, two wrongs don't make a right. And while I do have problems with a lot of the way the NHL does their business, especially when it comes to player safety, they did do the right they thing here. They did the right they thing here. They acted swiftly. All I'm saying is I wonder if they would have done that if the guy was, you know, 38 years old and had just been in the league a couple of years. Would they have fired him and said you can never work again? Or would they have done, well, he's got to sit down and learn, and we'll, next year he'll be welcome to come back. But if he, you know, he has to complete a training course, they'd shake their finger. They'd sit him down for the rest of the year. I don't think they'd ban him for life over this. They would just say this is a teachable moment and we got to, you know, got to clean that up. Ohio State going through spring football practices. Maybe you can go to the spring game after all. Details coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. A couple of accidents to watch out for. You'll find a crash on Franklin Park at Nelson Road, causing some backups in that area. And another accident on James Road at Main Street. This accident does involve an injury. Please be cautious over here as they work to get the situation cleaned up. This traffic report is sponsored by LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. Tax season can be a big headache if identity thieves steal personal info from your tax forms. LifeLock helps protect, monitor, and restore your identity. No one can monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com. Promo code risk. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. This is Common Man and T-Bone. When this dumb show is over, let me tell you what's coming up tonight on The Fan. 6 o'clock, it's the Buckeye Show. 7 o'clock, it's the Inside Edge. More Blue Jacket conversation. 8 o'clock, the 11 Warriors Radio Hour. All Buckeyes all the time. Speaking of the Buckeyes, I saw the Big Ten came out today and said, effective immediately, fans are allowed at spring sports. Ohio State came out and said, in response to the Big Ten conference announcement today, regarding attendance policies at home athletic events for its member schools, the Ohio State Department of Athletics will work internally with the Columbus Public Health to formalize appropriate attendance figures, mapping, and social distancing within our athletics venues and facilities. Once we've determined the attendance in our venues, beyond the current protocols of only family members and student-athletes, we will share that information. We do not anticipate any changes in our attendance policies before this weekend's athletic events on campus. So, what does this mean for the spring game? I don't know. I would assume they would have time to put a a plan in place to allow some fans in for the spring game, which is scheduled for April 17th. As you and I pointed out, Bone, I don't know how at this point they can make it a ticketed event, but you know, maybe they allow some first come, first serve and socially distance in the shoe, which, hey man, coming off the year we just had, any football you can watch in the shoe is appreciated. Well, but the difficulty there to, to that point is, how quickly can you put together a system to let people in? Now, hopefully they've been doing their homework and they have that system ready to go, but it almost you almost would have to have a ticketed system, wouldn't you? Because how are you going to tell people you need to socially distance? Oh yeah, sit wherever you want. Like that won't work. There people well, will Well, no, not I'm not saying that. that. You'd have to have people inside guiding people yes, to different sections. Well, that's what and, I'm saying is so that uh, probably the way they would do that is Maybe some kind of mobile system that something as simple as, hey, you, you just text the person, they buy their ticket, air quotes, they pay their money to get in, and then the money all goes to charity, and then you just text them a seat location and say, you go to this you know section, this seat, that's for your seats. You don't leave there. That's where you stay. But yeah, it sounds optimistically that we're going to be back to having a pretty good amount of people at Ohio Stadium come the fall. Wouldn't you think? I yeah. mean, that's what we've been all hoping for. And if everything keeps pointing the direction it's going right now, cases continue to go down, hospitalizations continue to go down, vaccine numbers go up, and more and more things opening up should mean a more normal year in the shoe, at least by the fall. So I don't know what it means for the spring game either, but fingers crossed we can get some people in there too for that. The Miami Heat announced plans yesterday to open two sections in their lower bowl only for fully vaccinated fans, starting with an April 1st game against Golden State. They're the first team in the NBA to reveal such a plan. Other clubs are believed to be working on similar measures. They say masks will still be required even for the vaccinated fans, 
but social distancing rules will be slightly relaxed in those areas. So we we yeah, had heard I, this was going to come. I would assume the NHL will adopt something similar, but you know, if you can prove that you are fully vaccinated with either the uh two shot, you know, regimen or the one shot J and J, then I guess you can go hang out and sit a little bit closer. Yeah, I think the the thing to keep in mind here, so they were saying groups of people could sit with one seat in between. Meaning if you are coming with four people, all of you have your vaccines and you want to sit in the vaccinated section, they will put one seat between your group and then the next group of however many, two, four, six, whatever it is. So I would wonder what that means just thinking as a parent, like if you want to take your kids to the game, well, kids aren't getting vaccinated under the age of 16 right now. They don't have one for those kids that's out yet. So I would think that if you want to take the kids to a game, you still have to go sit in the regular section. I would assume so. So, but that, that look, man, if it can mean some more people can get into the games, everybody can do it with with some relative safety. Uh, you know, I, I think that's let's get there. Let's just keep getting to the points that as long as everyone feels like it's safe and you know the local authorities are good with that. Yeah, let's get some people back in. Let's let's get to a place where we can get back to normal as safely as we can. Loyola is having another Cinderella run in the tournament, and a lot of that is because, you know what, most of it is because of Sister Jean, not their athletic prowess. It is Sister Jean, the old 100-year-old nun who is fully vaccinated and traveling with the team with her scarf. This is not fake, what I'm about to tell you. Sister Jean is on Cameo. For $150, you pay her, she will make a video just for you, wishing you luck while wearing her trademark scarf. And if you're saying to yourself, why does a nun need to be on Cameo making $150? That is an excellent question. She is taking all the money and donating it to charity. But you can get a video from Sister Jean, America's favorite nun. Well, that's great. If she's willing to do that, what a nice gesture for charity. I don't know what charity it's going to, but I'm sure it's an excellent one. Good for her on that. And then, yeah, for... I mean, how many people wouldn't like to have that, Mike? I know I had some some buddies in the uh, NASCAR Fantasy League I'm in, the Dick Trickle Racing League. Mm -hmm. We had our draft this year virtually, you know, sitting around the computers, but one of the guys pulled up a message that we got from a NASCAR driver because he plopped down 50 bucks and paid him to say something on the cameo. And so we had a lot of fun with that. It was kind of cool. So I can see how people gathering, if you're watching the games and you're getting together with some buddies, and you're like, oh, hey, by the way, before we... Put the games on. Let me just show you this little message I got. And it's from her. Wouldn't that be pretty cool? I, I, I can see people paying 150 bucks for that. So the money goes to charity. Win-win all around for me. I think that's awesome. I wonder if she'll do like personalized messages too, where if you say like, Hey, you know, sister Jean, uh, I want you to, to say grace for my family tonight. And then you just whip out your phone while your family's sitting at the table and sister Jean says grace. Yeah, I, I guess that would be good. Whatever everybody wants. But I'm sure she's not going to break any of the rules that she has for herself, clearly. Sister gonna... Jean, can you reenact my favorite scene from Pulp Fiction? <laughs> can you do that for me? <laughs> she's not going to be doing that for it's you. It's all for but... charity. Well, yeah, but she's also, she's you know, she's got a higher calling, right? She doesn't so... have, have to say the words. She can just sort of, uh, you know, make up words to go in okay. place of the bad words. Here's what I'm saying. She can raise a lot of money and not break any of her vows or anything else. And, and that'll be good. So good for everybody who's going to do that. I'm, I'm not going to do it, but I'm not going to have a lot of people over to go watch college basketball. So I well, you're on cameo. People can get you to say grace. Oh, well, that'll be, 
I haven't said grace in a while, so I don't know what that would be. That's like. a good practice. Rub a dub dub. Thanks for the grub. This is T Bone here. <laughs> My, yeah, mine involves uh, hashtag Let the girls breathe. Let's uh, let's. Get the girls out of the uh, shirt, my girls that are in my shirt, because I have man boobs. Get them out and then bring them back in. That's what I I'm think. Getting. They've crossed the line. They're not man boobs at this point. They're just, <laughs> they're just boobs. They're just boobs. <laughs> That's fine. Totally uh, Major fine. League Baseball is turning to forensics. Details next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. It's a powerful image, guys. Watch out for an accident blocking the shoulder of I-70 eastbound at Livingston Avenue. ODOT crew still on scene trying to get things cleaned up. Plan on some slowdowns in the meantime. Traffic is still building in this area, and please keep an eye out for those crews. This traffic report is sponsored by LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. Tax season can be a big headache if identity thieves steal personal info from your tax forms. LifeLock helps protect, monitor, and restore your identity. No one can monitor all transactions at all businesses. But you can save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com. Promo code RISK. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. The radio home of inside jokes that may or may not become stickers for your car. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. On campus, all the news and notes you need coming up at 448. We will name drop with Jeff Rimmer in the 5 o'clock hour. And if you were pissed off at me yesterday because I... In a fit of rage after the Buckeye game on Friday, threw out the appetizer bracket that I worked hard on. Yeah. Or that I just worked on. Well, don't worry, because listener Jen has gone back to the tape and has at least gotten the first five seeds for us, and then we can fill in the blanks based off of that. Yeah, that's very nice of her. She also, because she went back and listened to the show where we did all that, wrote them all down, posted them. And then she also put in any of the other things we mentioned. Mm -hmm. So there were a whole bunch of other ones that we just kind of threw out there and then never really did anything else. One thing she did, she put in, because uh, I had mentioned at one point, what about like the, the potato chips that they make in-house, you know, where they just slice up potatoes, deep fry them, put them on the table. You have those at some places where they're just complimentary. And she called those house slash Saratoga chips. Which Saratoga never, chips is the term that I'm familiar with. with I've those never things. heard that term before. So, all right, let them live. Saratoga chips, delicious. I think that's where they were first invented. Was Saratoga, New York? Oh, I don't. Okay, I, I think no that's idea. why they call them Saratoga chips because it was a restaurant in Saratoga Springs or something that did it. I think so. I know that I Montgomery Inn, the, the rib place down in Cincinnati, they serve Saratoga chips. I'm going to admit how stupid I am. When I heard Saratoga, for some reason, I'm thinking like Colorado or, or like the Plains. I don't know why. Or like heading out to the Rockies. I don't know why. I Well, I maybe there together, is a Saratoga out no, there. No, there's not. That's, you're exactly right. That's where they have like, don't they have a track there? I'm pretty yes, sure. Yes, it's, like, it's big horse yeah, racing. Yeah, right. Okay. I don't know why in my head I was just like, ah, yes, out west. Saratoga. <laughs> ah, yes. In my the bison roaming the plains. I've been stuck in the house too long. I need to travel. I need to get out they of here. They slice their testicles wafer thin and then oh, deep fry them. Oh, a little Rocky Mountain oyster. Ooh, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, you wouldn't have a little ball if they uh, if they no, you know, I, I would, breaded it and fried let me tell you, it. Gave I, it a dipping I try sauce. just about anything one time. Okay, but for whatever reason, I think that's where I would probably that would be my line. Is is yeah? I don't think I would do. I the, think I the would Rocky try Mountain a testicle oysters. as long as I didn't have to look at it before. You know, because you know they're very veiny. I don't need to. They're very. <laughs> 
I mean, speak for yourself. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) they're very veiny. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Ever since uh, watching Fear Factor all those many years ago, I can't. I can't do anything that has to do with. There's no other way to say it than eating genitalia. I can't do that. Like I can't. Uh, but I see, can't. I would eat genitalia over a bug any day. Oh, I'd eat a bug. I no. can't eat a bug. Like Kristen ate they, a couple years ago. Uh, my nephews brought home like chocolate covered grasshoppers or something. Oh, sure, and Pop she those in. she yeah. ate one. I would not. No way. No way. I've heard they're kind of uh, nutty. I don't know if that's true. All right. Heard they're yeah. But either way, I would I would do that if they brought home that or Rocky Mountain oysters. Deep fried whatever testicles. Oh, you give me no a little thing. sauce. You give me a little dipping sauce. And put no. that testicle in. No, sign me no, up. Thanks. No, I'm not I'm, saying I'm I'd good. go back for seconds. I'm just saying I would take that over the bugs. And yes, I'm aware. Save me the stupid tweets. I've read the articles too, where it's like uh, insects are are a green source of protein. It's going to be the way we eat in the future. Well, guess what? I'll be dead by then. Not, you all, all our future generations enjoy the bugs. Here's how we can eat bugs as the future source of protein. If you can put that. On a on a bun with a whole bunch of hamburger toppings or other ways that we consume our current levels of protein, if you can make it taste and and all that just like those actual products, then I will eat whatever you put in there. Right? If you if you tell me I go get you know a Big Mac and after I polish it off, you're like that was made of bugs, and I go never could have tell you I wouldn't know the difference. Then congratulations, you're right. But until you get to that point. We are never going to live that way, at least not like not anywhere in, in Western culture, I wouldn't think, because we're too hooked on all the fast food stuff. You got to figure out how to get that stuff, kind of like what they're doing with the uh, Beyond Meat thing, right? Like maybe that stuff is, is the way, but we're a long way from bugs being that, I think. Is that still going? I haven't seen as much on TV about that. I don't know if it was a little novelty. People were trying it, and now it's like, okay, well, we tried it. Now let's go back to I don't eating know. faces. I, I've still never had it. Have you tried it? No, I've not tried yeah, it. I have. I need to try it. See what it is. Yeah, that's, that's what we need. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I'm not. I don't. I'm not in a big hurry to try it. But if yeah, maybe I should. When we go to the crew game together, we'll when, it, when did I meat. say that was? August 27th. I think that's when it was. We'll yeah, all stop real. off for uh, fake meat burgers before we go. Oh, we don't want to do that. Do you see all the stuff they're going to have in Crew Stadium? It's like all what, the, like we're not going to eat again once we get there. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Come yeah. on. It's like all the good restaurants in town. They're like, oh, yeah, we're doing uh, all of them now in the new stadium. So, yeah, I'm already getting hungry for that. I can't wait. So we'll talk more about food. We're going to put together the appetizer bracket coming up later on. I just want to point out there are four people on this show that get paid every single day to be here. Me, you, Teddy, and Leanna. Mm. And someone who doesn't get paid and listens to us for enjoyment purposes is the one that actually took the time to compile the list. So yeah. kudos to you, Jen. Yeah, Jen, is uh, she is a real one. She is uh, one of our best listeners, greatest listeners. So thank you, Jen, for that. Major League Baseball is going to forensics in an attempt to crack down on the use of foreign substances on baseballs for the upcoming season. Major League Baseball will inspect balls taken out of play, analyze spin rate data, and increase monitoring of dugouts and clubhouses. The new policies outlined in a memo obtained by ESPN on Wednesday and sent to all 30 teams are ultimately meant to help level the playing field for hitters, which should increase balls in play, a source told ESPN. Yeah, I mean, we need to just level the playing field for these hitters. They got nothing going for them. 
Substances on baseballs like pine tar can increase spin rate, which leads to more strikeouts and less action on in the on the field. That is, yes, that is true to an extent. And by the way, if it's going to be a rule that you can't have foreign substances on on the baseball, which by the way it has been a rule that has not been enforced, then they should be enforcing it. All right, this should be happening. It should have been happening fifty years ago, but it's happening now because they were outed. All right, right. The reality is though, if you go ask these hitters especially earlier in the season and late in the year when the weather is cold, would you like your pitcher to have more control on that baseball that they're throwing 100 miles an hour at you? They will tell you, use all the pine tar you want because well, I don't yeah. want you to hit me in the face with this baseball. Well, not just that, but have you? if you haven't seen what some pitchers are already saying, like I saw Jensen Lewis, our guy, uh, former you know Major League Baseball pitcher for the Tribe, he was he was saying, good, do that. Are you going to let us as pitchers have an advantage back where now the hitters lose some of their, you know, protective gear that they wear? Because that's always been the argument, right? Is if you're going to let the batters crowd the plate and stand right over top of it and I can't brush them back because they're not afraid of my fastball coming at them because they've got eight million pieces of plastic on their, mm-hmm. you know, elbow, exactly right. Then, then what do I have other than I need as much control to be right on the black, right mm-hmm. on that little edge of the plate? So then what do you give me back in return? Because so, if you do pitch inside, they're going to throw you out of the game. Well, yeah. That's the so, other thing, too. You can't even pitch inside and intimidate inside? and try and move guys off the, off the plate. You got a guy whose elbow is hanging halfway over the plate. You're, what's you're right. inside? You're exactly right. So then I think the answer there is let's say this happens and the the pitchers were to win this argument and get something where they say, okay, next year we're going to force the batters to take off all the protective gear or minimize the amount of protective gear. I, by the way, don't think that's ever going to happen. I think that was just a rhetorical point. But let's say that they would. If Major League Baseball did that, what do you think the hitters would say? You know what? Never mind. Let them have, let them have the pine tar. Let them have whatever the sunscreen, whatever they're putting on it. Let them have all that back because I'd rather have my protective gear get to crowd the plate Major League Baseball is trying to get players to put the ball in play, to swing at more pitches. But there's, I don't see how that happens if you just say, all right, pitchers, you have less of an advantage, but the hitters still have all the advantages. Well, now they have less of a plate to worry about. When they get their pitch, it's going to the moon, and then anything else that they don't get is going to be in the catcher's glove or, or a foul ball. I mean, I just, I really don't see how this is going to increase contact. No, I don't think it will. I I have long said that uh, just because the technology exists and it may make the job of the baseball player easier, it doesn't mean that it's good for the fans or for the game because I think sometimes we forget this is an entertainment product. If I were in charge of baseball, which I'm not, but I just like to fantasize sometimes. If I were in charge of baseball... I would strip everything down to basics. I take all the protective equipment away. I'm not talking about putting guys up there with just regular baseball caps. Wear a batting helmet. All right, let's not get crazy. I take all the protective gear away, and I take all the in-game video out, and then we'll see how that impacts the game. I guarantee you it'll be a more entertaining game for the fans. It'll be a pain in the ass for the player. 
You'll have yeah. to hear the player complain about it in every single interview where a microphone's in their face. But you know what? I don't care. As a consumer, I want to watch an entertaining game. And what I'm getting now does not entertain me like it used to. Because to your point, guys are wearing all this stuff. Well, not to your point, but to everybody's point. Well, yeah. Guys are wearing all this stuff. They're sitting back on their back foot. They're putting all their weight back over there, and they're swinging for the fences. That's what it is. You take all the gear off of these guys. You open up that plate for the pitcher again. You wait and see how this game changes. Take their video away. It'll be more entertaining for the fans. I guarantee it. Well, because at the end of the day, a lot of the guys that we are talking about, and we we rip some of the, the prima donna aspects of Major League Ball players, but the reality is... A lot of these talenters, a lot of these talenters, a lot of these hitters are extremely talented, but we have reduced that talent down to like, all right, let's get the most that we can out of every swing, as opposed to let's get the ball in play and let's just generate runs that way. Well, since the game has been pretty much given to the hitter now as this is the best way for you, this is going to give you more of an opportunity to hit the ball, you know, a million miles an hour coming out of the box. Who can blame the hitters for taking that and saying, all right, this is what you're giving me. I'm now going to just be that guy. I'm going to try to hit for power, and more guys do. That's why you see strikeouts up. That's why you see home runs up. So if they were to change that back, I bet a lot of hitters over a couple years would figure it out. Some guys would not, just like some guys never figured out how to go from being like a fullback in the NFL to being what you need now with the type of offenses they run. But that happens because games change over time. So let baseball change as well, but maybe change it back slightly to where you actually have to just be more of a well-rounded hitter and not just a power guy. You know, I've I've said that these things take years. Major League Baseball didn't just wake up one day and say, this is the way we're going to play now. This starts in youth ball, and if you want to facilitate change, you have to go down to the lower levels, and it will eventually work its way up to Major League Baseball. There's been no incentive to change at this point, but and I've always been sort of resistant to this, but if you want to change as quickly as possible... In the absence of rip all the equipment off these guys and take away in-game video again, I think I think Major League Baseball seriously seriously needs to look at the illegal defense, get rid of the shift argument again, because that will force guys to change yeah, the way they behave. I mean, some of the stuff they're talking about in minor in the minors this year, it's it's heading that way where they're not going to let what is that double or triple A where they're not going to let them have a guy in the outfield. You know, I mean, that's. I think it's double A. Yeah. I mean, those, those are, that's where it's heading. They're trying that out to eventually bring it up to the top level and, and we'll see how long that takes or if that does happen, but that's where it is going. Mark Emmert is the president of the NCAA. He may have cost the NCAA billions of dollars. We'll discuss coming up next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for slowdowns on I-70 eastbound at Livingston Avenue. Still watching that accident blocking the shoulder. Traffic is backed up to Elm Creek Drive in this area. ODOT crews still on scene. It is taking quite some time to get this cleaned up. You might want to avoid the area if possible. This traffic report is sponsored by LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. Tax season can be a big headache if identity thieves steal personal info from your tax forms. LifeLock helps protect, monitor, and restore your identity. No one can monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com. Promo code RISK. Elmiana Ray with fan traffic. Happy to be wrong, which is good because they're always wrong. This is Man and Bone. Hello. 
Hey, T-Bone has something very important to tell you. Yeah, Mike, you know for years I've talked about how I like the uh, creamy mouthfeel of certain types of water and how I, I respect the taste of water. That's why I love my Connecticut whole home water treatment system. But the thing I did not really think about until I got that system put in was what it would do for the clothes that we wash when we take a bath or a shower, when the kids take a bath, when you're washing the dishes, all those different things where you see the hard water, it builds up in your house, it leaves nasty stains, and you go... I, I don't even know why this is happening. That's because you don't have the right water in your house. You need the funk out of your water, and that's what Connecticut does. It has been such a difference maker for us. I told my buddy James Laurinaitis about it. Now, he has Connecticut water in his house as well. If you want to get your water tested by the pros at Connecticut, just check them out, ConnecticutColumbus.com. You can get all the details on how to do that. And if you end up buying some equipment, tell them you want the T-Bone deal. That'll get you $200 off your purchase. Again, go to ConnecticutColumbus.com and tell them you want to get the funk out of your water. We were talking about uh, Sister Jane, the nun, the chaplain for Loyola, and how she's 100 years old and you know, travels with the team and fully vaccinated, all that stuff. She's on Cameo. You can book her for $150. All the money goes to charity. But I started thinking about nuns because I went to a school where most of my teachers were nuns. They're all dead now. They have to be. But do you know what the average age is for a nun, for a Roman Catholic nun in this country? I, I have no idea. I will tell you that according to the story that I'm reading, Back in 1965, there were 180,000 Catholic sisters in the United States. Okay. As of 2019, there's just over 31,000. So from 180,000 in 1965 to about 31,000 today, and the average age of a nun is 80. Really? That's the average age. Wow. I did not know that. And of course, Sister Jean's got that beat by 20 years, but. Man, that is, uh, that's pretty incredible. I, I mean, being someone who grew up religious myself, you read about, you know, different things with trends and, and people going to or leaving churches, but that, that, that's a pretty staggering number right there, I would say. Mm hmm. Yeah. That has nothing to do with anything. I just found it right. interesting. So I'm reading on Yahoo Sports today. Pete Thamel had a piece about Mark Emmert. Is he is the uh, president of the NCAA? Their cash cow is the NCAA tournament, and they sell the television rights to CBS and Turner every single year, and they make big money, about a billion dollars off of that deal. However, Pete Thamel goes on to say that Mark Emmert and all his infinite wisdom has probably cost them billions of dollars by not acting swiftly. He says, in 2016, the NCAA had eight years left on its NCAA tournament television contract with CBS and Turner and decided not to take it to market. They could have exited the contract. They instead decided to sign a new deal with CBS and Turner, not let anybody else bid for the services, and they only got a 3% increase on the new deal. Wow. All the media experts they talked to said that's the biggest steal in the world for CBS and Turner. You look at what the NFL is getting with their new television contracts. You're talking about increases of 100% off of the other deal, right? Yeah. And now with this CBS-Turner deal... They get to sign a new deal through 2032. 
with the NCAA for only a 3% raise annually on the deal. Ridiculous. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is inflationary. Right? I mean, isn't inflation usually one and a half, two percent, somewhere around there? Yeah, like, and, and Mark Emmert's like response to this was, Well, we're not in the risk business here. Oh, shut up. Which you is idiots. ridiculous because there you is no idiots. risk. Look, man, here here's the thing. Like, I I fully loathe the people in college sports who make money off of college athletes who then, like Mark Emmert, don't necessarily want to see those athletes get a piece of the action. Okay. But what Mark Emmert will do is tell you like, oh no, we're just here as, as, uh, we're just looking after this, this property and, and we're here for student athletes first. And, and then also will tell you that like he's a brilliant executive who understands the, the situation and what they're doing. You can't leave that amount of money. You can't say we don't have any money to pay the athletes and then not go actively go out and get the best deal in the world, right? Like, are you at this point? You have to question is Mark Emmert purposefully trying to lowball the deal so that they don't, so that there is not a complaint to say, well, where are we going to get the money to pay student athletes? The answer would be by getting a much bigger TV deal. You maximize the amount of money you can bring in for your organization, and then you pay the people who help make that organization what it is. That's what a good leader of any business does. In the NCAA, that tournament, it's a business. So find a way to make it work for everybody. But he did neither, Mike. He's not getting the athletes anything out of it, and then he didn't even get the NCAA everything they could get out of it. Basically, he told CBS... I like you guys. I'm going to be your buddy and give you a real good deal on this little thing we've got called the NCAA tournament. And that's shameful. One expert predicted it could have gotten $1.5 billion from 2025 to 2029, done a short deal, and shot for $2.25 billion annually by 2030. The current extension averages about $1.1 billion. <laughs> My favorite part of this story is that the the guy who negotiated this deal for the NCAA, you know, working with the CBS and Turner people, yeah. has since left the NCAA and is working in the liquor business in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, maybe he's a kingpin <laughs> and he's just making millions of dollars in Montana, but that just that tickles me that you've got a guy working on behalf of the NCAA saying, ah, 3%, that's fine. Every single, I'm going to leave and go sell Schlitz in, in Montana. That maybe, tickles me. <laughs> maybe he's selling like high end liquor, but I get what your point is. Yes, it's. That's something else, man. I, I just don't understand what the NCAA is trying to do, other than at this point artificially deflate themselves. Does that? I mean, doesn't that seem at least that's somewhat in the realm of possibility that they're trying to say, no, we won't have enough money to do all the things you're saying that we can do. Look how little we got for our television revenue. When the answer is, they know they could get a lot more for that, but they know the headaches that that brings. More money, more problems. There's going to be a lot more calls if they doubled the revenue, which they easily could have. There's probably more people who then say, well, all right, you probably could give some money to the players, right? But no, now they don't have, now they won't have as many calls for that because they didn't get the deal they could. Well, have. I'll amazing. tell you, whoever's signing deals for CBS, negotiating these deals with CBS, because if you look at their SEC deal too for football, their deal was signed back in 2008. Yes. It, CBS pays about $55 million a year to the SEC for that. The reports are just on the SEC championship game this past year. They made like $27 million <laughs> just on that one game. Good night. And, of course, they make much more than $55 million to CBS. Of course on, they do. That is a football. steal. 
Well, and you know what, too? They make revenue off of that even when the games aren't on because how many people you know think of CBS programming, right? If you're watching these games every week, you're in the South, you're watching SEC games all the time, and they're constantly running promos for all these other things. I mean, that's the whole reason that these networks do it is to say, hey, maybe also go subscribe to our, you know, the, the, the platforms that we have that you have to pay for or just stick around and watch some of our dumb sitcoms or whatever it else. Like these are the things that they pay that money for, but also they just make the money back in revenue from those games. The advertising revenue alone from those games more than pays the $55 million rights fee. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. Coming up next, more corruption in FIFA and appetizer madness makes its return. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. A couple of accidents to watch out for. You'll find a crash on South High Street, south of Frank Road. That is causing some backups in that area. And more delays on James Road at Main Street. An accident over there as well. This does involve an injury. Please use caution. This traffic report is sponsored by Exergen Accuracy Matters. Receive a $5 rebate by trading up any non-contact thermometer toward an Exergen purchased at any retailer. Accuracy Matters. Don't take a chance with non-contact thermometers. Exergen's accuracy is supported by peer-reviewed published studies. Details at Exergen.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. Back to Man and Bone. On campus, coming up at 448, all the news and notes you need, and we'll name drop with our buddy Jeff Rimmer coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. FIFA. Mm. When I think of wholesome, (laughs) when I think of, you know, folks doing stuff on the up and up, I think of FIFA. Yeah, okay. Sure. Sepp Blatter was banned for a second time by FIFA today for financial wrongdoing seven months before the 85-year-old former president's first ban expires. So the ban expires in October, and they're saying, we're not even getting October. You're banned again. I like you. You brought me again into the FIFA. That's Sepp. Now. No, they did not. Well, they did. Well, they haven't. They haven't brought it back now. now no, saying, Go no. Away. Now you can say, "Wow, this is you know they're really jumping the gun here." It's especially true because, as far as we know, Sepp Blatter is in in, in a he's in a coma. Well, right no, now. He's, he's not in a coma. He was he was in a coma. Oh, he was. So he's awake yes. from the coma now. Yes, he was in a coma for about a week. He had a surgery. All right. Okay. I thought he was still in the coma. So he's no, all right I think now. It was, it was back in December, and they said they put him in, they put him in a medically induced coma for about a week. So, yeah, I guess he's – I don't know if he's out of the hospital, but I think he's out of the coma at least. But, uh, yeah, that, that would not – actually, believe it or not, Mike, as corrupt as soccer is, that would not be the first time I have heard of a corrupt soccer official being in the hospital and then having, like, the governing bodies around that guy going, well, it sucks you're in the hospital, but – here are some punishments anyway, because you're bad news, because they did that with a guy named Chuck Blazer in the U.S. soccer organization. Chuck Blazer. Yeah, back in the day. So, yeah, it's uh, and he was corrupt as hell, too. So, yeah, a lot of corruption in the international soccer world, unfortunately. They've also fined Sepp Blatter 1 million Swiss francs, which amounts to 1.07 million U.S. dollars, so pretty much the same, and ordered him to pay within 30 days. But my favorite line of the article is this one. It's unclear what power FIFA has to enforce payment. <laughs> yes. I mean, like, what do you think he's going to do? Just call up and say, oh, here you go. Here's your money. I don't know how when Dr. Now for my 600-pound <laughs> life got here. Here's That's your $1 million dollar Swiss franc. I mean, they kicked him out 
What would he be paying for? What's his incentive to pay the fine? Well, I mean, I guess his incentive would be, I want to be in good standing with FIFA if I ever hope to get back in. But Good right, standing? He's 85 no, years old. There's no chance that they... It would seem like there's no chance they're going to let him back in ever. So... That would be that would be why you don't pay the fine, of course. And I I don't think he will. But you know, I I am I'm surprised actually that FIFA even did this, just because they don't tend to look at punishments and go, not enough time has passed. You shall stay away further. Usually, it's how quickly can we let the corruption back in? So never forget this, though, Mike. As corrupt as Set Blatter is, and he is corrupt, and he did a lot of bad things while he ran FIFA. The guys who are running FIFA now, now they're in charge of all the spigots. So they, they get to turn on the nozzles and turn them off. And now they've got their buckets under all the faucets, right? So of course, do they want to let Sep come in with his bucket and get control of some of the faucets? No. So just because they're trying to keep him out doesn't mean they are running things the best way you can. There may still be corruption going on. It's just now there are other people who are the beneficiaries of that, so they're trying to protect their turf as much as anything else. Teddy, I demand tomorrow you pay me $1 million. You've been fined. <laughs> I demand it. We'll see. You yeah, must what's, pay what's it. Pen- I demand. What's the penalty yeah. if, if he doesn't pay it? Yeah. The your, penalty the is uh, he can't participate in the app madness. That's no. the penalty. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'll head to the really... bank, man. I'll think about it. Mm. All right. Yeah, that's uh, that's too bad. Here's the seating for Appetizer Madness. Jen went back, listened to the show, and compiled all of this because I was stupid and threw it away. Here are our one seeds. Mozzarella sticks, the Bloomin' Onion, soft pretzels with dip, and bone-in wings. Those are your one seeds. Two seeds, boneless wings, chips and salsa, potato skins, and egg rolls. Three seeds, spinach and artichokes. Dip. Nachos, popcorn shrimp, onion rings, four seeds, fried pickles, fried calamari, cheese curds, shrimp cocktail, five seeds, french fries, cream cheese jalapeno popper, cheddar cheese jalapeno popper, separate lines right there, mm, right. and meatballs. So we have the first five seeds done. I think we need to, on the six seed line, include quesadillas. Okay. Um, we talked about, because we were discussing egg roll, we were talking about crab rangoon as well. Yes. I'd like um, to put I'm, good, that in I'm there. good with putting that in there. Where do, where do you come down on, a, on just a straight-up chicken finger? Will you put that? Because I think that's a separate category from like a boneless wing. Because if I, if I am in the mood for some chicken fingers, chicken tenders, chicken whatever you want to call that, and then you bring me some boneless wings pre-sauced. While I will enjoy those, that is not exactly You're right. what I there's, wanted. There's separate things. I Sometimes agree with you. I like to dip in the honey mustard and then mm-hmm. maybe into like a barbecue sauce. And if they have different varieties of barbecue sauce, well, then a whole nother level is open. But I'm just saying, sometimes I like to mix my dips with my chicken tenders. So I think those should be somewhere on here, maybe a separate item. I'll put them as a six seed. I have no problem with that. Okay. So I have one more six seed. Um, uh, we already did popcorn shrimp. What are your thoughts on coconut shrimp? Uh, I, I mean, I, I, it's it's good. I, it's not my favorite. I'm not as big of a fan of coconut, but I I will enjoy a couple of them if they're on a sampler platter. Which what do you think decide? about what do you think about uh, hummus with pita? It's not my thing. 
I have I have attempted to enjoy that. It is not a thing I enjoy. But I but put it on here. That's fine. Just well, because I'm, I'm, I'll it. put it on later on. I'm not going to put it as a right. six if you don't like it. Doesn't, it doesn't have to be a six seed. What about a flatbread pizza? Now we're now we're talking. Right, Flatbreads. There, there, there's a lot of variety there too. Well, so we'll I think, just go. We'll just pick one. Fra- flatbread pizza. No, no, no. But I'm saying, like, even when you say flatbread pizza, there's many different varieties you can throw on. But that's fine. We'll just keep it at that. I'm saying that's a sneaky good six seed. Because there are going to be, you know, as we're discussing this, we're going to have our own views of what we think of a flat. Absolutely. Pizza. So it's going to be very versatile. Is what I'm saying. Can right, kind of sev- seven match seeds. Up well. I think I want to put queso and guacamole as seven seeds. Wait, separately or separately? You're chip, chips and queso, and then chips, chips and, and queso. Well, I'm not even going to put chips. I'm just going to put queso and then guacamole. You just drink. Chips are the queso. chips are implied. Okay, that's good. Not for me. I bring a straw and I just slurp it up. The queso, that's what I do. <laughs> well, you can, you can if you yeah. want. Okay. So those are sevens. I got two more seven seeds. Did we put fried mac and cheese anywhere? Have we done no. that one yet? Okay, I think that, right, that should at that. least be a seven seed. What about the mini corn dogs? Put them in. Let's go. That's going to be a strong seven, I think. Sevens are going to knock off some of the higher seeds, I think, once we get into the later rounds. That's true. Now we're into eight seeds. What about uh, like tachos? How did we forget about tachos? Until well, I, I didn't forget. We have so many things that are going to stop your heart here. All right. Are you keeping track of all this now, by the way? I'm writing it down. I'm not going to throw it away today. Okay. Tachos are an eight seed. I agree with you on that. Should we um, have like a, a fresher option? Like a... Well, you know, tomato, what? mozzarella, we, salad, we, caprese salad, would, something? Okay. I, well, we. I'm, I mean, I think... We need to limit the amount of salad that's going to be in this, but we are probably going to need to put two or three salads on the list, right? I think you have to give strong consideration to just a straight-up house salad. I think a Caesar salad has to be discussed. And then I think you could add a, a third or fourth even. Oh, yeah. Maybe mm. maybe like, like a wedge a, salad. Wedge is good. I mm. was thinking like a... With you the know, blue if you cheese wanna, and the bacon. If you want to go total fat-ass salad, you go the taco salad route. I mean, I always enjoy those, but... I'll tell you the best salad in the entire world if What's you're that? not worried about calories or death. And <laughs> I think right. they still have it at Chili's. It's called Quesadilla Explosion is the salad. <laughs> and the garnish on the salad is just quesadillas. <laughs> yes. It's fantastic. Well, that's just serving you a quesadilla on a bed of lettuce. I know. It and it's great. Right. That's like calling it a buffalo wing salad where they're just like, here's 20 buffalo wings. Oh, and there's some lettuce around the edges. In fact... That's something that a restaurant should do just to have some fun. Why has no one done To be continued on this, we have On Campus coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that earlier accident has cleared from James Road at Main Street. All lanes have reopened in that area. The traffic is still slow as it recovers. You're going to find about a five-minute delay over there. This traffic report is sponsored by LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. Tax season can be a big headache if identity thieves steal personal info from your tax forms. LifeLock helps protect, monitor, and restore your identity. No one can monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com. Promo code RISK. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Your undisputed leader in talking about nothing. This is Man and Bone. It's not true. Talk about a lot of things, like which seating sixty four of our favorite appetizers. Yeah, I found that's out something. 
Found out during the commercial break that uh, Ted and Leanna Ray both were not aware of tachos prior to our little drop of that. So if you don't know what those are, those are just tater tots with whatever toppings you'd normally get on nachos. So instead of a pile of chips, you have a pile of tater tots, and mm. then it's delicious. Mm. And underrated aspect of that, you can eat it with fork. Yes. And then you just scoop all of that food into your mouth as opposed to trying to get a chip. And then you get down to the end of the chips, and what happens? They've been sitting in the cheese sauce for like a half hour. They're soggy. They're floppy. This, you've always got a fork under there to just load up on more toppings. Oh, clean There was a place um, over by Mill Run off of 270 in Hilliard. It's gone now. I think I was their only customer. Did you ever go to Jed's Fireball and Brew when they were there? I know exactly what you're talking about. The entire menu was based around versions of tachos where they had, you know, tater tots as the base, and then you can add whatever the hell you wanted to it. They had one concoction that had a fried egg that you put on top, which I was in heaven with. I'd get that every single time. And I I would eat it all the time. And I'd look around, and there'd be nobody else in there. I'd just be there in my soft clothes, my sweatpants, (laughs) eating... (laughs) copious amounts of tater tots and cheese and bacon and eggs and i would say to myself why aren't other people here well i think i think they might have been a little bit ahead of their time because now i think if you were to launch something like that this year once everything kind of gets back to normal place like that would just mop up because people have said we've been in our house too long we've gotten used to all this comfort food why do we let's go eat the comfort food, but let's get out of the house and then that's where you go. You go I've to a had place some like memories that. in that building because before it was the Jed's fireball, that was the old Damon's that was in oh, there. Oh right. Yes. And so I would just go in there and eat onion loaves until I passed out. And then when it became the Jed's fireball, I was in there all the time. I have no idea what's in there now. I forgot all about Damon's. How dare I? What a great place that was. Actually, you know what? What? Onion loaves and eight seed. Onion loaf, yeah, bring it in. That's, I mean, it's different than can't a get it onion. anymore, but it's it, that's okay. This can be retro appetizers. Sure, that's fine. I, I some place that has an onion loaf. Got to find that. All right, All right uh, on campus, let's do it. Common man and T bones on campus. The latest college sports news and notes. Sponsored by Logan AC and Heat Services. Feeling the chill? Call the experts at Logan Services now for hot deals on train furnaces, including 0% APR for 60 months. Boom! Well, man, let's talk some basketball first. North Carolina freshman big man Dayron Sharp is entering the NBA draft. 6'11", 265-pound Sharp is ranked number 33 among ESPN's top 100 NBA draft prospects. Uh, he announced his decision on social media on Wednesday. He averaged 9.5 points, 6.9 rebounds, and 19.3 minutes per game off the bench for the Tar Heels. So congrats to him. Good luck to him. We'll see how he does at the next level if he is drafted. Uh, meanwhile, the NCAA, there have been some players that are protesting the fact that players are not able to partake in the payment uh, that the NCAA gets from March Madness. And that has prompted three players, Michigan's Isaiah Livers, Rutgers' Geo Baker, and Iowa's Jordan Bohannon. They are all pushing for NCAA NCAA changes, so they have asked for a meeting with Mark Emmert. Now, they're working with the National College Players Association director, Ramogi Huma, who said in a statement he received a letter from Mark Emmert in response to the advocacy group's request, that too, uh, for a meeting between the head of the NCAA and the three players, but they are not apparently going to get Ramogi Huma into that meeting as well, which kind of interesting that Mark Emmert, who's a, you know, we've been told, big-time executive, cares about this, is very smart, Mike. 
he wouldn't want to meet with someone. He wants to meet with student athletes, you know, guys who are college players. It's always bad when like a seasoned executive level person wants to meet with college students and then have a meeting of the minds. How does that usually go when someone's in that high of a power level meets with people who are, you know, younger and not as experienced in dealing with those type of things? Interesting that Mark Emmert wouldn't want to meet with Ramogi Huma, who has been around this, has a former player himself, has a stake in this, but also has some level of executive decision-making. Interesting he wouldn't want to meet there. Not a surprise either if you know Mark Emmert's history. And Kansas State has given AD Gene Taylor an extension with a raise. They are bumping him from $450,000 a year up to $925,000 per year. Uh, the 63-year-old Taylor, known for his fundraising prowess, but not necessarily known for hiring the best of coaches. And some of his decisions in that regard have been questioned, but doesn't matter. He doubled his salary and is still going to be the AD now through 2027. Laurinaitis has sent me a text message last night. I forgot to tell you about this. He and his lovely wife, Shelly, went out to dinner, and they got three appetizers. He took a picture of all the appetizers and then told me what each of them was. Okay. Cactus and green beans over a black bean spread. What? That was one of them. Wait, what? Uh, beets and goat cheese, and then garlic, paprika, and egg soup. I don't think any of those are making the bracket. No, they're not. I didn't. I, I, I am very uncultured. I did not know you could eat cactus. Yes, you can uh, eat the interior of it. I've, I've had it. It's fine. What's it taste like? What is the consistency of it? Is it? Is it... I don't. I don't even know what is in a. Kind of tastes like. Oh, I had it deep fried. It kind of tasted like uh, zucchini ish. Okay, so it's yeah. That's what I'm saying. I would assume it's. It's not like you get that and suddenly it's like oh wow this is this tastes like turkey. Like I assume it's not like that. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. Cactus shockingly does not different. taste like turkey. Well, but no, I, like I was thinking of like an aloe plant where there's that just the aloe goo inside. Like I, mm. if that's what's in a cactus, I don't know if I'd want to eat. That's that. That's Leanna's favorite appetizer: aloe goo. <laughs> if you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. What can I say? I've got a refined palate. Watch out for an accident blocking the two left lanes of I-70 westbound after Miller. Traffic is stop and go in this area and building. This is an emergency accident over here. Crews on scene trying to get things cleaned up. Please be extra cautious and plan on some heavy backups. This traffic report is sponsored by Wendy's. Right now at Wendy's, you can get a bacon double stack, four-piece crispy or spicy nuggets, fries, and a drink in the $5 biggie bag. That's two fresh beef patties, applewood smoked bacon, and juicy chicken, all for just five bucks. Secure the bag with the most value. Get the biggie bag. Price and participation may vary. Only an array with fan traffic. Come for the obesity, stay for the anger. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Wednesday. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer is coming up at 534. Tonight on The Fan, we have the Buckeye Show at 6. We have the Inside Edge, more Jackets conversation at 7. We have 11 Warriors Radio Hour at 8, then at 9 o'clock tonight. Pervert Ted. Mm, yes. One day, Ted. One day. One Special guest on this fictional day. version of Pervert Ted, Beanie Wells and a bottle of Hellman's. <laughs> a bottle or a jar? Uh, whatever strikes your fancy. Yeah, I, I guess that's fine. They have the Fine. squeeze bottles. 
Um, yes, they do. By the way, Mike, I have a I have something to yell it about for a moment. If you want to give me a moment to yell about something, because these are the type of things that are meant to get people like me upset. Guys who work in sports media, these stupid lists come out. They put them out every off season for football or whatever sport it is. Yes. There is one for college football right now, and I, I won't go through the whole list here, but it's the top ESPN did the top eighty defensive players. Uh, of the 2000s, all right? So it's not a comprehensive list of all of college football history. It's just the 2000s. If you want the top, what do you want? Top three, top five I can give you? I'm not really mad about it. Well, I, I know I know what you're mad about, but give, give, me, the, yeah. give me the top five. Okay. Uh, in at number five, they have uh, Aaron Donald when he played at Piet. Piet. Uh, Khalil Mack at Buffalo. That was one where he kind of made his presence known against Ohio State. Uh, three is Terrell Suggs at Arizona State, Ed Reed two at Miami, and number one in Dominican Sioux at Nebraska. I have no problem with that top five. Those are all very good candidates, and that's all fine. I did have a little little bit of an issue with the fact that uh, in the top ten, uh, there were no Ohio State players defensively in the top ten. The highest Ohio, the highest that an Ohio State player was was fifteen, Chase Young. And our guy, James Laurinaitis, is 17. That's too low for me. Anyway, those those are upsetting. But Maybe not if he as... had some better appetizers, he'd be in the top 10. <laughs> Ridiculous. Sure. They got A.J. Hawk 40th, by the way. Also, uh, all right, whatever. We're talking best of, all, of the 2000s. I don't, I don't think he's the 40th best. I think he's much higher than that. Anyway, here's, though, where the egregiousness comes in. In at number 53. I think you can question whether this guy should even be in a top 80 list of the best defenders in the 2000s. If we're going all of college football, Jabril Peppers is at number 53. Now, Jabril Peppers got a lot of hype all throughout his career. He was a good safety in college football, but his stats were not anywhere near eye-popping. And you could argue that a lot of his hype came from the fact that he got Heisman Trophy votes because they put him on offense from time to time. But that is not what this is about. He's not best college football player, which he certainly wasn't. This is just about his defensive prowess, which I don't think he deserves to be at 53. Yeah, but, but you he know, had all those interceptions when he was in college. Mm, yeah, you know who else had as many interceptions as he had, Mike? Who's that, That mom? would be Joey Bosa, defensive end for Ohio State, who is ranked three spots lower than Jabril Peppers on this list. They have Joey Bosa 56. They have Jabril Peppers at 53. And yes, if you think I misspoke, Joey Bosa and Jabril Peppers have the same number of interceptions in their college career. One. Only one of them played in the secondary, though, where you think maybe he would have picked off a couple. But no, Joey Bosa has the same number as he does, has more forced fumbles, and then has more tackles for loss, has more sacks, has more of all that stuff. But yet somehow Joey Bosa is ranked below Jarrell Peppers. Yet again, I don't know why. When will the hype stop for Jarrell Peppers in college? I, you can say what you want about his NFL career. That's a different thing. When will this end with him? Because he was not that good in college. And I don't know how you could possibly think Joey Bosa was a worse college player than Jabril Peppers. To, you, to your point, he's getting recognition. He's getting the votes because of all of the other things that he did. Offense and special teams, which should not then, count on a list like this. I don't even think, I think he took one, one punt back for a touchdown. Like it wasn't as if he was Desmond Howard or something taking a whole bunch of things back. I know. Right? Or, I know. I mean, Desmond Howard obviously played offense, but I'm talking like just, you know, guys in general like that. 
I don't understand what the people think that Jabril Peppers was doing on special teams that garnered all this extra attention. So he will just, Mike, he will at some point go into the College Football Hall of Fame probably as like, well, you know, really good. And it's like, when? When? When was he good? He was not good. He was hyped up when he He came in. He was hyped up all throughout his time there. He never really lived up to the expectations. And then he left and got drafted, and now he's in the NFL. But at what point was he actually a great college football player? He was, as many people said in my mentions today after I tweeted this out, and they are exactly right, he is just a guy. That's who he is, Mike. In college, Jabril Peppers was just a guy. He was nothing special. Well, you know, in this segment, I was going to do the rundown, then I was going to get right back to the food, but your rant has sort of taken us off course. All right, I'm sorry. So let's do the rundown. Hit it, Teddy. Common Man and T-Bones, the rundown. The rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center, part of the 5G T-Mobile Network. All right, that's the end of the rundown. Hit it again. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center, part of the 5G T-Mobile Network. So I've been filling out this this appetizer bracket some more during the break. Um, eight seed, we had tachos, right? I put an onion loaf, the old school Damon's onion loaf, as an eight seed. And then I thought we would do some bruschetta, or as Giada likes to say, bruschetta. I had, I had multiple people yelling at me for saying bruschetta last week and... I apologize. Bruschetta. I also apparently got I, I got the name of the uh, the female character in Metroid wrong. It's not Seamus. It's Samus. So oh, yesterday I got yelled at about that. Man, so I apologize. I was I was very wrong. I finished up the eight line with buffalo chicken dip. Dip. Uh, number nine seeds. I have a caprese salad, little tomato mozzarella basil salad. Uh, number nine or another nine seed. I have pot stickers. Okay. That's Another good. nine seed. I have garlic bread. Yes, that's and we're including like a cheesy garlic bread there. Yeah. Is that okay. garlic bread all in, in all of its forms? Okay, fine. And then to wrap up the nine line, I have fried mushrooms. I know you're not a fan, but I enjoy them no, very no, no. much. That's fine. Throw them in there. I won't vote for them. But all right, now fine. we're on the uh, we're on the ten seed line, and I haven't started this yet. So okay. how you want where you want to go? Ten seeds. What have we not done? Well, okay, I know this is a little off the board, but, you know, you go to some restaurants and they just have, you know, a bowl of, like, pretzels or peanuts. I guess that's more of just, like, an old-school bar thing. Would we count any of those? Like, I'm not talking, we did hot pretzels. Like, the soft pretzels are already in there, right? But uh, I don't know. they're the one seed. Yeah, we wouldn't, but I'm saying, like, would you count, like, a hard pretzel, just a bowl of those or a bowl of peanuts, Mm. anything like that you would throw in there? I mean, we don't have to vote for them once they're in there. We no, not on a easily. 10 line. Maybe in a play-in game. All right, all right. Fine. Maybe a honey-roasted peanut in a play-in game. Okay. I that's, that's fine. Teddy, what are we missing? You've been very silent about this. Is it because you weigh 145 pounds? Well, you mentioned all my favorite apps. I don't get too exotic with you know, everything else. So I mean, in fairness, we are trying to whittle it down. We're, we're trying to get yeah. 64 apps. I mean... I don't know if I've eaten 64 appetizers yes, you in have. my life. Come no, on. I'm saying total ever. I have I have a solid rotation of 10 to 12 that I stick to, but I mean 64 different types of food. What about I'm like a cheese plate, like a cheese board? Oh yeah, okay. Or we a could... charcuterie board. Well, whatever. I think you could include yeah, like anything where they give you some cheese that comes to you and like sure, some salami and stuff like that. 
Yeah, that's fine. A meat and cheese board, charcuterie. Uh, charcuterie yeah, board. that's fine. That's good. Did we do we- sliders yet? Ooh. No. That's that's going to be some upsets right there. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a t- solid choice. Good job by you, Ted. Thank well, you. I got it off of Twitter, so I stole it from a few people. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Um, let me see, because I've, I've got a few of these. Oh, how about this from Brandon? Bacon-wrapped scallops. Ooh, yes. That's good. That's good thinking, good. Brandon. I, I love that. That's excellent. All right, I got one more 10 seed. Okay. Um, have we done pierogies? Did we already say pierogies? No, we, we have not we? said pierogies. Are pierogies an appetizer? That's a good question. I, I mean, I, I'll... I'll defer to you because they're not really my thing. I don't know if you like pierogies. You know, likey pierogies. I don't. I don't. Potato know ever... and cheese filled dumpling that they just cover in butter. You know what? I gotta say, I don't even know if I've ever had a pierogi. To be honest with you, I think I you would really like one. a pierogi. I probably would. I don't know if I've ever had one though, so I can't. I can't tell you. I can't speak on it. That's shocking. I guess now that I think about it, I don't know if I've ever had one. Teddy pierogi and appetizer. You know what? I don't trust you, Ask Leanna, <laughs> if pierogies are an appetizer because she'll tell us she won't have about... an awe. Spencer had another one. Corn nuggets. You ever had a corn nugget? What's a corn nugget? So that's where you take like some kind of, you know, cornmeal or bread or something like that, like a doughy type thing, and you deep fry it, but there are pieces of actual whole corn in it in some cases. Anyway, it comes out deep fried. There's little pieces of corn in it, usually some kind of spice in there. They're good. I'd say corn nuggets, maybe not the strongest. You could put them on an 11 or 12 seed, but. They're good. I think we I think we could throw those in there. They're deep fried. You dip them in things. Corn nuggets, A-OK for me. What's the verdict, Teddy? Pierogi. No, she hasn't checked in yet. So. No. All right, fine. I can't. I, well, I was going to go to break now. I, I don't go to delays. break. No, you know, you just to keep talking. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's 13 after. I was gonna, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't go to break. It's <laughs> like, well, we're going to have a little bit of a problem with well, traffic. Well, tell me when she's there because I don't know when to she's go working now. On, she's working on some accidents. She's got to figure out where everything is. Got to, you know, get all the info right here. Five-minute delay. Yeah, man. Why don't you take a five-minute delay, Mike? Let's talk about some more food. What, what do you think... What do you think DeWine's favorite appetizer is? <laughs> uh, well, I am a very big fan of plain white bread. I enjoy just... Mm, just Wonder Bread? Just Wonder Bread, no crust. Obviously, Fran takes all the crust off for me, and I just mm, gobble it up. I don't even <laughs> slice it. I just eat the whole loaf. We just skin it like a <laughs> raccoon and just mm, yum, yum, yum. Because <laughs> apparently Mike DeWine eats raccoons and he finds them the... <laughs> I don't know, rummaging in the garbage? I don't know what he's doing over there. He's crazy. <laughs> Got to watch out for that guy. You don't know what he's doing. Would you consider a tamale an appetizer? Uh, I've never... I, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen it offered. I guess I have. Yeah. Yeah, throw it in there. Let's let's put tamale in as an appetizer. At a t- on a 10? 10 line? Yeah, because I think... Th- I here's a judgment that I have on on any type of appetizer. It's not meant to be eaten like one of them is a meal, right? Like a burrito is not an appetizer because right, you eat one right. of those, that's a meal. Tamale, you eat multiple, that that could be an appetizer. I'll give you that. Can I can I go to break now, Teddy? Or are we just doing the Rothman segment <laughs> yes, here? Yes, and uh, pierogies are not an appetizer. Okay, okay. Right. hot stickers are, she says, and well, also hot stickers are already on the list. And she said also spring rolls. We have spring. We have egg rolls slash spring okay. rolls. Right. Okay. I, I didn't know we needed a separate category for spring rolls. 
Well, she didn't know that they were on the list. Well, she should pay attention. Oh, oh, okay. All right. That's how we're gonna that's how we're gonna do this. That's good. All right. Leanna, just send your complaints <laughs> to anger. At, just at anger Leanna. Radio. Just tweet at him. That's <laughs> she's fine. not gonna tweet at me. She's yeah, gonna she come will. here and hunt me down, is what she's gonna do. Uh some people can only handle Nick Saban for two months. Details next. Common man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. You know I'm coming for you right now, buddy. Watch out for an accident blocking the two left lanes of I-70 westbound after Miller Avenue. Traffic is stop and go from Allen Creek Drive in this area, and it still continues to build. Police and ODOT crews are on scene trying to get things clear. Please be extra cautious over here and watch out for the guys on the road. This traffic report is sponsored by Bob Evans Restaurant, who's ready for farm-fresh breakfast from Bob Evans. Feed the whole crew with a fresh, cracked family meal to go with all the fixins. Serve up to six for as low as $3.99 per person. It's easy to order on the Bob Evans app. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Highly medicated, barely educated. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Bone, when is the perfect time to make an investment in your home? Oh, I'd say it's right now. It is now. My guys and gals at Universal Windows Direct want to save you money, increase the value of your home, and improve the overall look. They can't wait to tell you about their unique Unishield windows and their true lifetime warranty. Don't wait. Spring is here. Call now to schedule your personal estimate. And right now, buy one window, get one window free, plus zero payments and zero interest for two whole years. Give them a call. 614-502-5220. Or click. Click. UniversalWindowsDirect.com. Tell them Leanna's aloe goo sent you. <laughs> I forgot true. an appetizer. That's one of my I, favorite I appetizers too. of all time. I don't I know if you like too. it. All right, all right, well, you go first. No, well, all right, all right. Mine was just very simply, I love a good hush puppy. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. You like the hush puppies, Mike? I like the hush puppy. It's good. Oh, okay. I'm going to wow. put it as a 12. All right, yeah, and it's going to be it's going to pull an upset. I guarantee it's going to be a 5 for sure. Um so we have what do we have? We have Here's the one that I forgot. Okay. Deviled eggs. Yeah, I'm surprised you uh you didn't bring that up. Now, I'm not I a big love fan deviled of deviled eggs. eggs but I know oh, you, you don't like them? them? No, Delicious. not really. Not a fan of uh eggs are I'm already not thrilled by eggs, but if they're with enough other things, I'll be good. But a cold egg, I'm out. No, mm. not my deal. All right, so I have deviled eggs on the 11 line. I also put a wedge salad on the 11 line. I put coconut shrimp as an 11 seed. What do you think about peel and eat shrimp with, like, the Old Bay seasoning on there? Are we going to put both? We're going to put two shrimps on the 11 Well, we have, we have many shrimps. We have the popcorn shrimp. Mm-hmm. Why can't we put two shrimps on the no, same no, no, line? I'm saying on the same, on the same seating. Okay. Maybe That's, they'll go head-to-head with each other. Well, not at some they, point. Well, maybe I guess that could happen. Um, yeah, that's fine. Put peel and eat shrimp. I guess we can't really be you know picky at this point. Um, I got hush puppy is a twelve. Here's another sort of verdict that I need from you people because I have had this as an appetizer, usually in mini form. What do you think about crab cakes? Oh, for sure. I mean, they certainly can be a meal. But you can get a mini crab cake for sure. Just like you can get a hamburger as a meal or you can get a slider as right. a meal or as an appetizer. I view like a mini crab cake there. So, yeah, put those in on the uh, on the 12 seed line. I think All right, perfect. send us more appetizers that we have not added to I, the list because we're getting close to the end. I have one more that I yeah. saw. Uh, gator bites. Have you ever heard of these? It's where they I mean, take, fried alligator. I've never, I've never had that's, them. That's basically what it is. It's chopped up alligator tail that is then like 
thrown in some spices and deep fried, and they serve them. They're like uh, little nuggets almost you get. So I think that could be a good – you're not going to find that everywhere, right? But I think that could be a – you know, we could put that on the 12 seed line, sure. All right, fine. Fried gator. Hmm. But you won't put fried nut sacks on here. What did you say? Fried what now? Nut sacks. Oh. <laughs> is that is that what they are? Is that what no? Rocky they're Mountain called Rocky are? Mountain oysters. Well, they don't put fried. the whole. They don't put the whole apparatus. No, they don't on put there. the whole. I think they remove purse. everything. You're right. You it's just, just the ball. The, get the coins, not the purse. I think is what they exactly. Put. Yeah. Okay. Have you had the fried gator? No. Um. I well, no. I take that back. I have had it once a long time ago, and it was fine. I mean, it was just like a little gamier version of chicken, like everybody says, tastes like chicken. It, it wasn't okay. that far off. Uh, Jay Graham has resigned as Alabama's special teams and tight ends coach. Why is this notable? Well, because he took the job two months ago, and Alabama says that he is resigning to seek professional help and gain a better understanding of mental health. Yeah. I, okay. Um, to, I, mean, I don't know sure. what that means because here's here's what he says. He says, the events of the past year have taken a toll on millions of people around the world, not just in loved ones or lost jobs, but in unprecedented anxiety and mental health. I'm taking time away from football to seek professional help immediately, gain a better understanding of mental health, and spend time with loved ones. I hope to rebalance my life so I'm able to return to my passion of coaching and helping student-athletes pursue their dreams. Here's how I read this, and maybe you'll disagree with me. I don't necessarily get the feeling that he is, in fact, struggling with mental health. There may have been an incident or two where he was not overly sensitive to someone on his team suffering with mental health issues. Maybe I'm reading that incorrectly. Well, it could be either or, right? I mean, it it certainly could be that he is dealing with something. I, I was wondering if it was, you know, maybe he had some outbursts and someone said, you are, you're not in a good place right now. For our players, you can't you can't be around our players right now. You need to just take some time away, get some things in perspective, and maybe before it got too out of hand for him, maybe that was recommended to him by someone that he trusts. Or you're right; it could be that he was you know dealing with a player or two, and there were complaints made, and maybe this was a way to say, "Look, let's let's not have you around here. You need to go understand what's going on here." Yeah, it's it's worded. Very oddly. gain a better understanding of mental health is the he didn't strange say his, wording. He didn't to me. say his own mental Correct. health necessarily. Correct. And that's, usually, there's some of that whenever there's a situation where someone is saying, "I need to take a break because you know I'm out of balance. I need to get some. You know, I need to talk to someone. I need to have a a, a way to reset." And totally, you know, whatever that is, I'll give him this. If it, if it was something that he did of his own. Or even if someone came to him and said, you should probably do this, good for him for actually, you know, taking some ownership of whatever's going on and trying to get better with it, right? I mean, that's all we can do as humans. If you screw no, you're, up, you're right. Or you're I in just... a bad place. It's good to, to take that reset and not just plow on through like a lot of football coaches and a lot of people in sports tend to do. That's, I guess I'm just saying in that little bit, let's applaud for that. But it's a, it's a weird uh, statement for sure. I have, I've said this a million times. I, of course, would like these schools to have more transparency. If there was an incident, I would like to hear about it. If it is just him, in fact, taking some time away. But that's the thing here. I would assume if it were he that were having some issues with his mental health, and I am, I have long been an advocate of mental health, and I'm, 
I am glad that coaches like Ryan Day are breaking stigmas and talking about it because for a long time it was thought of as just a weakness. That is not the issue, right? I think most of us know that now. I am surprised that he is resigning his job and not just taking time away and then coming back to coaching once he gets things stabilized. You know, I I agree with you, and that does make you think maybe there's something bigger but it, it could just be i don't know the i don't know this person at all right I don't, i'm not very familiar with his career or anything like that could be that he's just one of these people who says if i'm going to need to refocus let me completely withdraw go take care of that and then come back yeah, whether that's his own be. mental could health be. or something else so I, I don't want to pass too much judgment there but either way good for him for at least removing himself and trying to get this fixed whatever the issue is name dropping with jeff rimmer is coming up next common man and t-bone on the fan Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the left lane of I-70 westbound after Miller Avenue. The two right lanes are now open, but traffic is still stop and go from Elm Creek Drive. Police and ODOT crews still on scene. Plan on some heavy slowdowns in this area. This traffic report is sponsored by Valspar. When you're a pro, you got to do a little bit of everything. That's why Valspar is offering deals on 5-gallon Valspar PVA primer, now $39.99, and 25% off 5-gallon Valspar Ultra Paint and Primer at Lowe's. Offer valid through the 26th. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Name dropper of them all, the CBJ's Jeff Remmer. Every single Wednesday, this here time, we talk to our guy, television voice of your Columbus Blue Jackets. It's name dropping with Jeff Rimmer on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Hello, Rims. And good afternoon, guys. How's everybody? Oh, okay. Kind of a big scandal in the league today. You had a referee dismissed by the league, Tim Peel because of a questionable call last night and then being caught on a hot mic saying it wasn't much, but I wanted to get an effing penalty against Nashville early. So get your take on this incident. Well, I'm not surprised. Uh, He's a month away from retiring. Uh, I think April 24th or something was going to be Tim Peel's last game. Uh, He has uh, run afoul of the league previously. Just a, a quick story. Uh, there was one writer, a national writer, that uh, continuously was ripping him for uh, his officiating. And uh, I guess Tim Peel reached out to him the night before a game in New Jersey. They went out and had a few pops together. And uh, the writer, the national writer, actually posted a picture on Twitter. And he was suspended then. But in this case, and Mike, you and T-Bone know, you guys know, this happens with these makeup calls all the time in all sports in all sports so again is the penalty harsh well the guy's retiring in in, in less than a month i can tell you that uh, there are some coaches and general managers that really weren't fond of them but i can also tell you that players really liked tim peel they liked them a lot but uh, obviously the league had to deal with it and they dealt with it quickly well, that's how I'm kind of viewing it, though. I mean, they, they came down with that pretty quick. Do you think they would have essentially given a what amounts to a lifetime ban to this guy that quickly if it wasn't for the fact that he was retiring? I mean, do you think they would have just said he'll never referee a game again in this league an hour or two after the game if he wasn't already on his way out the door? Well, I think you're right, T-Bone. In fact, uh, I was talking to uh, a writer, uh, actually, uh, Mike Russo, who uh, writes for The Athletic in Minnesota, We've been friends for a long time. I talked to him earlier on today, and 
Uh, if it would have been a younger official, I think there would have been a suspension, uh, perhaps for the rest of the year in the playoffs, and he might have come back next year. But in the case of Tim Peel, he was retiring in a month, and uh, I think it is what it is. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer here on The Fan, brought to you by Rimmer's Friends, Buyers Imports by the airport. Would you like to tell us about your friends, Rims? I was there. Actually, I just heard George Kaufman on a spot. I haven't seen George for a while. He's been busy. But I was out at the dealership uh, the other day. And I'll tell you, with this great weather, with the spring and all, you want to go out and test drive a new or previously owned car, now's the time to do it. They've got some great deals. And, uh, again, Buyers Imports by the airport, the only place the only place to go, buyer's imports, by the airport. So the Blue Jackets will wrap up their little four-gamer with Carolina tomorrow night. They have the ability to get six points out of this deal. The The last contest notwithstanding, how do you think this team's been playing the last week? Well, they certainly played well in the two games in Carolina. It was a stinker Monday night. I can tell you that uh, going to practice today and listening to Coach Tortorella, uh, talk to the media after practice uh, on his uh, regular Zoom meeting following practice. He's still not very happy about uh, the performance. I expect a much better effort. There were great games in Carolina. The team played lights out, but uh, they simply did not show up on Monday night. But I'll tell you, I would certainly would take it, and I'm sure you guys will agree, if they can win that game tomorrow, and I expect a much better effort based on uh, on practice today, tomorrow, taking, uh, what, six out of eight points from Carolina, winning three of the four games, I think we would have taken it going into this four-game series. Carolina's one of the better teams in the division, and quite frankly, in the league. Yeah, we would definitely take that, Rims. One last question for you. Power play, it it, it ticked up for a little bit there, but now it's back to being one of the worst in the league again. Looking at the minutes the guys spend on the power play, Line and Cam are two of the top power play getters as far as minutes per game. But Felino's third, then Domi, then Bjorkstrand. Does that surprise you that Oliver Bjorkstrand's not getting a little bit more run on the power play? Um, it's something that Coach Tortorella has talked about repeatedly. Uh, the fact that uh, he, he looks at uh, the ice times and he says, man, I'm not getting this guy enough. And uh, I think as time goes on here, especially with uh, Bjorkstrand being as hot as he is, you're going to see more of him. But uh, hey, uh, line A, who they've got to get on track, and, and that's the key here right now. Getting line A going uh, will certainly uh, help the power play immeasurably. And uh, you're going to see him for the most part on that first unit. You've got Cam Atkinson, another uh, right-handed shot, and, of course, Bjorkstrand. So, but Oliver, if he stays hot here, I, I think that ice time uh, will go up and go up dramatically, I believe. All right, Rims, let's do some name-dropping. What do you got? Okay, before I do some name-dropping, I just want to say a couple of things. Number one, I understand you guys are moving into the uh, new studios here perhaps in a week. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, Ted's already there. You I'm glad they, right around the they told you. They didn't tell me anything. <laughs> well, I heard maybe in a week. See, I, I'm ahead of the, uh, the right. game here. So the fact that uh, you guys are now right around the corner, I think I can make a daily visit. So there's a, I know where the new side door is to get in. So uh, expect to see me on a regular basis, and I know you'll enjoy it. Well, just because you know where the door is doesn't mean we're going to open it for you. So (laughs) Doors have locks for a reason, Rims. Come on. We we know how to lock the door if you get there too often, so just be aware of that. And and understand one thing here, uh, and especially for you, Mike, Mr. Riccardotti, open mics, you've got to be careful what you say. Oh, that that doesn't apply to you because whether it's open or closed, we're going to get the same thing from Mike Riccardotti. That's right. Pretty much. Anyway. Maybe a little bit more colorful language, but yeah, pretty much. 
Is that all you yeah, had to say? Uh, I'm going to show up and be careful what you say? That's it? <laughs> no, no, no. I've, I've got a great one for you here, and it's not a dead person. I heard you guys at 3 o'clock say, oh, who's rumor going to come up with that's dead today? I actually had a lengthy conversation with Hall of Famer Cal Ripken Jr., and as you guys know, uh, I do this uh, video podcast for the Blue Jackets and uh, lining up Cal with the start of the baseball season. And, of course, uh, he's quite a hockey fan, and uh, you guys know all about Jeff Ripken. If you remember uh, my days in Baltimore with the Orioles and the night that uh, I just got undressed by a caller for uh, even uh, suggesting that Cal should continue to play every inning of every game, that Billy should continue to be the team's second baseman, and Cal Sr. should continue to manage the guy that really started the Oriole way. So uh, we had a great visit today, talked a little bit about the Blue Jackets and uh, the remainder of their season, the upcoming playoffs, and the start of the baseball season. So that's coming That's coming to you on a uh, computer or a telephone near you very, very soon. Well, l- look, if there's anybody who can get something out of Cal, I'm sure it's you. I'm sure it was a nice conversation, but Cal Ripken well, hey. is, is as dry as a popcorn fart, isn't he? Just okay. having a conversation with him? Or does he just let loose with you, Rims? He lets loose with me. Uh, he's a very engaging guy. We'll talk about, uh, obviously, the uh, the record that will never be broken. Uh, he also is interested in ownership. I'll get into that with him. We'll talk about the upcoming baseball season. And, uh, of course, he's quite, as I've said to you before, he's, he's a hockey fan. Uh, I got him to beat uh, Wayne Gretzky in Toronto one time when the Orioles and the Blue Jays were hooking up. So, uh, Oh, yeah, you set we'll that up because Cal Ripken Jr. just never would have been able to meet Wayne Gretzky if not for you. Well, well, it, it's something, somewhere along the lines like that. I mean, the Blue Jays were hosting the Orioles. I was there with the team in Toronto, and Gretzky was in town, and uh, we had a meeting, and uh, Gretzky took batting practice. So, And, hey, Wayne's a buddy of mine as well. You asked for my friends. It's name-dropping, so there you go. Gretzky, All right, here's, here's Gretzky, one last question for you. Can it be? What Do that? you know who Steve Wilkos is? Never heard of him. All right, I want you, when we hang up, I want you to go to your phone and Google <laughs> Steve Wilkos and tell me that Cal Ripken Jr. and Steve Wilkos are not separated at birth. Well, wait, okay, I have another quick question for Rims. Have you ever watched sure. the Jerry Springer show? Like back when that was on. Okay, do you remember My the good friend, yeah. Jerry Springer. Glad you brought him up, T-Bone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if you've watched that, if you remember the bald bouncer guy they had, it was the security who would step in when people started fighting. That's Steve Wilkos. He got his own show. Oh, okay. And now right. he and Cal Ripken very much resemble each other is what we've mm-hmm. come to find. So, Well, uh, Cal, uh, I, I was kind of surprised he went with uh, that look because, well, I guess he lost with a lot bald of and hair, fat. But, uh, <laughs> I surprised a lot of people when I chose that too, Rimmer. It was very I'm shocking to my friends and family. He chose to lose his hair. <laughs> oh man, well, wear a rug like a, me. <laughs> I'm going to have a shrimp cocktail, and then with my steak tonight, I'm going to have a couple of pickles. I thought you guys would want to know. That's since good. You I, I appreciate that. Sounds wonderful. That's good. We'll talk to you next week, Rims. Uh, will we be in the studio together or what? No, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Name, well, name dropping with Jeff Rimmer the day he was so on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. He was You broke him right there. You just, no, bye. Okay, bye. Back page cool. coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Good evening. You'll find that earlier accident has finally cleared from I-70 eastbound at Livingston Avenue. All lanes have finally reopened. The traffic is still slow as it recovers in that area. Plan on some residual backups. This traffic report is sponsored by Home Depot. It's a good time to be a doer, and it's a good time to join the Home Depot. They're hiring. No home improvement experience, no problem. They'll teach you. Apply at homedepot.com slash careers or text jobs to 52270. Message and data rates apply. The Home Depot is an equal opportunity employer. Elmi and Array with fan traffic. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. You guys, beautiful day. How you guys doing? Little Birdie told me that you cut your hair finally. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh really? Everybody hated it that I've talked to. My wife is the only one that enjoyed me cutting my hair. Apparently, I'm I'm an idiot either way. So, what do you know? Well, well she's the one that counts. Don't worry about what we have to say. No, I don't. I really, I don't care. It's all I, I, you post a picture out there of yourself with the haircut before and after, and the whole concept is to get roasted. So, I'm I'm fine with it. I did. I enjoyed the experiment. I really. I, you talked about this before too. How you always wanted to have long hair. I just wanted yeah. to try it and see how tried long a couple, it could well, grow. You, you're able to do it. I've tried a couple well, times, and my hair just keeps going up and up and up, and right, never falls down. Right. And it was getting. It was ridiculous. And then I'd start to get like the ear muffs around my ears and scratchy <laughs> and I can't take it. I told my pad. wife. Anytime I, I think about doing this again, just slap me right in the face and tell me to get a haircut. It's the same thing with the beard. Like once every five years I try and grow a beard and then I I can't I can't get past like the two week part because it's right. so damn itchy. I can't You're just take Zach it. Wierenski. See, that's the thing that I would say to him about this picture that you posted because you posted a picture with the hair, which is very nice. It was around Christmas time, and you have a mask on. And then the second picture is you with the haircut, which is a nice haircut. I think I think the hair, you wear it well, the way you've got it cut, and all that is good. But the picture you posted, you have the little chin whatever hair going on that you do. <laughs> I do. And I honestly, do. that's yeah, the most gross. disturbing part of the picture. Right. It, the hair is fine either way. You can have the the very long, thick hair or have the closer to the sides cut. I think that's a little more uh, modern looking. You know, but either way, you're fine on the hair. It's the it's the chin stuff. Just get rid of the chin hair. That's where I'm, I would get rid of it. I'm with you. I just get so lazy with it. You won't believe me, but it grows from nothing to that length that you see in basically 36 hours. Like It gets right back to it, and I just get sick and tired right. of doing the shit. That's why it's just the lip. That's why it's always been that <laughs> rule. I don't want to hear it. Here's what, I, here's what I would say. Then. Let it go all the way. Let's see what that looks like. Let that go for a year, and let's see what kind the of... facial you know, hair? Yeah, just have like a yeah. full chin beard coming off of there. That's what I think. Oh, just with the chin. Yes, just like, let that go. the lip, but well, just see how it grows. <laughs> I say wherever Stop it grows. the word lip. I can't take it. I hate it when you say it. Yep. yep. <laughs> What's coming up on the show tonight? Coming up tonight, we'll have our guy, Dave Holmes, middle of the 6 o'clock hour, so we haven't caught up with him in a while, talking all things Buckeyes with the end of the hoop season and also spring football. EJ Liddell spoke this morning. Some uh, really interesting conversation with our super sophomore. We'll lead the show with that and possibly some news that's going to excite Ohio State fans and sports fans in general, so we'll talk about it all. Buckeyes show, top of the hour, right here on The Fan. Back page, hit it. The Back Page. The Back Page with Colin.
Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. All right, guys. This is this is for everyone involved on the show. Um, it is the 20th anniversary of a bunch of great rock singles. And uh, Alternative Press Magazine was kind of counting some of these down. So let me see which ones are your favorites, all right? All right. Uh, 20 years ago this year, Island in the Sun came out from Weezer. Pretty good song, right? Uh, Chop Chop Suey from System of a Down. That came out 20 years ago. Uh, Tribute from Tenacious D, one of my all-time favorites. Uh, The Rock Show from Blink-182. And then, Mike, a little song you might be familiar with called My Sacrifice by Creed. Mm. You know which one's my favorite. (laughs) All came out 20 years ago this year, but uh, I didn't realize this song was that young. I thought this song came out a little earlier. The middle from Jimmy Eat World, also twenty years ago this year. Those are all. All those songs came out along with like Youth of the Nation from P.O.D., Private Eye from Alkaline Trio. You want a little? Uh, you want a little? My sacrifice. Why well, do a little acapella? My sacrifice for you. Go ahead, give it to me. Well, we got the background music playing. It may distract me again. Hello, my friend. We meet again. It's been a while. Where do we begin? <laughs> Seems like forever. Oh, it's all you're man. getting from me. So I, I want Bone to York. do Chop Suey because if anyone doesn't just sing the gibberish to the beginning of that song anytime it comes <laughs> Actually, on. Actually, you know what I want music wise? Because we were doing this yesterday. I forget what we were saying. But there was some some stupid saying, and I said that is the, the name of Limp Biscuit's second album. Do you remember what it was? I don't remember what we were saying, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a bunch of food mashups. Which a- anyway. Timmy Hall, secret big Limp oh, Biscuit fan. Not Will you please secret. do a little? It's not. It's not just me, John. Not all tickets to the Matthews Bridge. <laughs> there were people. Did you know that people thought <laughs> my that wife is the that? huge fan of Limp Biscuit? That's she the is? funny thing. I'll she'll she'll sneak in the CD and then she'll try to take it out and I'll find it on the seat and I'm like, was somebody listening to the Nookie? And she'll say, Yep, you got me. Or the uh, what, what was the other? Oh, what was the gross name of their second or third album? T Bone, the one with uh, the really weird name. Wasn't that the hot, hot dog, dog flavored fl- water yeah. and the yeah, chocolate that's what starfish? We were making yes. fun of chocolate yes. starfish. Yeah, <laughs> the Matthews Bridge. Though I heard people actually thought that was a bridge. They're like, "Where is this bridge?" And it's like, "No, no, no." That they're talking about Wes Matthews, a guitar player. He's gonna play. A, he's gonna play that part of the song now. The bridge. That's what they if were. If only talking. we could fly, live biscuit style. <laughs> You're not going to have any more listeners to your show. Yeah, that's... Buckeye Show, top of the hour, Inside Edge at 7, where Jody Shelley will also do his Fred yes. Durst impersonation. He's a big fan. 11 Warriors at 8, and we're back tomorrow. Talk to you then. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of I-70 westbound after Miller Avenue. All lanes have reopened in that area. That accident has been cleared up. But traffic is still slow as it recovers. You're going to find some backups in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by CoinFlip. Ready to buy Bitcoin? CoinFlip makes it simple, safe, and speedy. Get Bitcoin before you get back to your car. Visit CoinFlip.tech to find your nearest CoinFlip ATM and use promo code CoinFlip2021 for 15% off fees on your first transaction. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Hey! Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust.
One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out, all right? I, too, would be bald if I, don't, if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills, or whatever the generic is called now, yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. And I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. Need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, you I can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. thanks. You, you would. I, you would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What am I now. supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just <laughs> saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like oh he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because well, I just fine want, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. like every other fat soccer-loving yes, guy good. right now. I don't, <laughs> don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So, good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcast. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 